This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. people let's go three and oh undefeated how about that eagles fans welcome in to a football tuesday i am rob ellis Derek gonna be joining me momentarily we are sports take jacob sports youtube channel let's smash that like button people yes eagles take care of business last night 25 to 11 over the tampa bay bucks and let me tell you something as you watched as you know as you should know if you watched that was a misleading final score. That game was nowhere near that close. The Eagles absolutely dominated that game. There are a couple things they need to clean up offensively, but if you watch that game from a defensive perspective, if you watched it from an offensive perspective in terms of the Eagles' ability to run the ball and keep the ball away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was an absolutely dominating performance from the Eagles. There is no question about that. And yes, I agree with Marcus Craig who says, guys, Jalen Carter is absolutely incredible. I'm waiting for Nolan Richardson to break out. And I want to see if Ringo and Ricks can be a, com- be a part of their uh, rotation. Yeah. And, and thanks uh, Marcus. I appreciate it. Uh, and let me also get, give a little love to one of our new members here, Rich McClatchy, Rich. Thank you, my friend. Yes, tell a friend. Let's subscribe. Let's pound the like button. So here's what I would say, guys, to a couple things. Um, first off, what's up? Let me get everybody in here. I want to give everybody some love, all right? What's up, Dank? What's up, Howie? What is up, Sween Bull? What's up, M. Reyes? What's up, Christy, our girl here? Uh, Jim G, hope everybody's doing well. But uh, yes, D. Gunn is here in the house as well, fresh off his Atlantic City excursion uh, last night doing the pre and post game show for Jacob Gunner. I was just saying to the folks, and by the way, what's up everybody. Hope you're doing well, Gunner. I hope you're doing well. Um, I apologize for my tardiness, my friend, man. These back rows of Jersey is ridiculous, man. All good. My man. All Ooh. good here. Here. It, tell me where, where you're at with this. I thought the 25 to 11 score was misleading. I, I think this was domination by the Eagles. It wasn't spectacular offensively in the passing game. They're not there yet. That's a work in progress. But if you're talking about a team, we always talk about the game being one in the trenches. Yes. And it's a cliche for a reason. 
the Eagles dominate in the trenches. Their offensive line and defensive line, you could argue, are the best in the league on both sides. And yes. you saw it again last night in spectacular fashion. I mean, the the four the the I'm going to say five guys. Normally we say four, but the five guys that they roll out a defensive tackle: Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, and I'm going to give love to uh, Marlon Tuipolotu, who had a mm-hmm. sack last night. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely dare you to find five better in the interior in the NFL, period. There I'm not talking no. NFC or NFC East in the league. There is better. no. There is yeah. no better quartet. There, I don't know if there's a better one-two D-tackle combination in the NFL right now, to be honest. Yeah. And, and, and the scary part about it is we're talking about two guys that we're sitting here debating if they're the best two D-tackle combination in the league. One's a rookie. And one's a second-year player who's technically a rookie because he lost a lot of valuable playing time because of injuries last year. Mm-hmm. But these two dudes together are wrecking offensive lines, man. Yep, just making everybody's job around them that much easier. Let me give you a number here uh, from Jalen Carter: highest graded defensive lineman uh, for Pro Football Focus in Week Three. <laughs> Uh, through on the season, Derek, he ranks in the top three in every grading category for any defensive lineman. That's not rookie. That's any defensive lineman. He's got the second most pressures yep. behind TJ Watt. I mean, we're talking TJ Watt now. Yeah. That's the breath that he's being Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. Correct. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That, that's the kind of performance you're getting out of this guy. And he's played three NFL games. He hasn't even really figured it all out yet to think what he's going to be, to think what you're getting from Jordan Davis, who has taken that, you know, we always talk about the second year leap, man, he's, he's in it. He's in a long jump right now with what he's been able to do. So mm. I look at that game last night and yeah, it, it wasn't perfection, but my takeaway is they can run on anybody and nobody can run on them. <clears throat> They're my two takeaways from that game. The Eagles right now, the rush defense, which was mediocre at best last year, is the best in the NFL by a long stretch. Um, I, I second everything you just said. I will add this. <clears throat> right now, nobody can run on them in the middle. I want to still see if them face a good running team that potentially can get to the outside, that is good at you know uh, the perimeter. But right now, they're a rock of Gibraltar in the middle. I saw Jordan Davis on a number of occasions – standing guards and centers up they're on one leg twist trying to slow this dude down yep. and he's bowling about they can't stop this young man no you cannot stop him one-on-one the, the, the offensive lineman can't even get in their sets <laughs> to attack him because soon as he hits them they're twisting and turning them yeah it's like how do you stop this dude you know I, it's unbelievable i'm sitting you know sometimes last night rob i missed the whole play like plays down the field or plays in the backfield because I'm watching these two D tackles. Yeah, you're so caught up in those two guys yes. that you're you're almost looking at it from the way a player looks at it. When I whenever I talk to players, they're like, I, I keep my eye on my position. Yes. I can tell you what's I'm looking at my you know the offense or whatever. But that's the way th- those guys are. You're you're drawn to it like a magnet. You you just want to see what they're doing here every time. And, and and the thing is, Rob, after after the game and after our post-game show, I sat in the hotel room for a moment, and I was thinking, I can't remember the last time that I honed in on D-tackles. Okay, Aaron Donald is a given. And because so many cameras are on Aaron Donald, you know, you're going to get to see the ISOs no matter yeah. what. But in terms of just the live action from the snap, 
I can't remember the last time I've honed in on D tackles as much as I did last night watching these two kids who are basically still learning their way. They're still figuring it out week to week. Yeah, and and you know what? Here's a crazy thing. I'm not prone to like insane hyperbole. It drives me crazy, and I'm right. big on do it for a few years before I start comparing you to anybody. But I said this to you last week. I, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just telling you where my gut stands with this. Carter has so many Jerome Brown traits that I, it's impossible for me not to, to mention them in the same breath. He's got a long way to go before he's Jerome Brown. But right. the stuff I see him do, being able to get into the backfield, the hustle play last night to oh push that thing loose, man. You don't see defensive tackles do that. No, 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 no. He engaged the offensive line, turned and got downfield, caught the running back by surprise, and jarred the ball loose. My goodness, you talk about athleticism on top of athleticism. And hustle. And cat-like quickness. Oh, my goodness, man. Um, it's like now, instead of just devising de- de- defensive schemes per offense, it's like, what do we do to slow these two guys down so we can try to run our offense? Right. That's the thing. I mean, defensive coordinators, Derek, are literally saying to themselves, all right, so we got to handle Carter. And not, not they're doing that with Davis, too. But Carter is like the number one guy now. This soon, it's it's just fun to see one that you you know if he stays healthy and he stays right, you know there's no other off the field stuff. This guy's going to be an absolute monster, and he's already him. He's going to be a monster plus because he's already a monster. Dude, the way he splits gaps, Boy. I've I've seen tackles and guards that try to sandwich him. He goes right between them, and he's leaving them with chicken wings up like this. <laughs> they can't stop. They can't stop this young man. He yeah. is he is not just quick off the snap. He is explosive off the snap. Yeah. It's frightening what he's doing at 22 years old. My goodness, what is he going to be like at 24 and 25? That's the thing, man. It it really is. It's amazing. Here's the other thing. Big picture. There's only three teams after three weeks that are three and all. Yeah. That's it. It's the Dolphins. It's the Eagles. It's the 49ers. That's it's, it's been a crazy, weird start to this year. Something I mean, some bad things with injuries, but like just weird games. Cowboys lose to the Cardinals. Uh, Miami puts a 70 spot up. Like we've seen a lot of weird up and down kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, the Eagles are just the, 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 the steady, getting better. Like I felt, I, I agree. Uh, uh, Fitness Rebel, you know, said it was a game where she didn't really feel like she had to, you know, sweat it too much, whatever. Right. I, right. I, I agree with her. Like they did cut it to 14 when they got the two point conversion. But right. Derek, then they say, all right, you know what we're going to do? We're going to play keep away here. We're going to yeah. hold the ball for nine minutes and yeah. 22 seconds. And yeah. if they had wanted to, they would have at least gotten three points out of it. Absolutely. It's not seven, but Absolutely. they chose no reason to do that. Even Todd Bowles, Derek, he went, he, he went, he ended the game with timeouts in his back pocket because he knew it wouldn't make any difference. His offense wasn't moving the ball down the field against this Eagles defense. No. Rob, when you can impose your will like that on a defense, that is probably one of the most demoralizing things that you can have. You can see when when the cameras will go to the ISO shots of defensive players, they're sucking wind, they're slowly getting up slower and slower, and they're standing around like this with this blank look on their faces. That's When you've won that mental game, the physical game is over. It's over. Yeah, you know When you can hold a ball and basically tell them you cannot stop us we're just going to run out the clock, and no scheme you can come up with, nothing you can do can stop them. That's demoral- demoralization at its finest. Mm-hmm. And basically, they mo- they demoralized a very good Tampa defense. 
This Eagles offensive line, and the scary part is they haven't even hit their potential yet. No. They're still figuring it out on offense. I was As I'm driving home, I'm listening to Dallas Goddard on WIP radio. And just like A.J. Brown and others have said, they keep throwing different looks at us that we don't have film on, and we figure it out as we go along. Okay, so that basically tells you we understand why it's not as fluid as a, or as overall as explosive, but the bottom line is they figure it out when they have to. They figure it out when they have to to do enough damage to keep you at bay. Right. And, 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 and let's not forget this. Let's not lose sight of this. Going into last night's game, you know who the number two rush defense was? Yep. I know you know. Tampa Bay. Okay. So it's it, the excuses that people or the, or the rationalization that some people want to make is, you know, you're beating up on nobody. Okay. No, you aren't. They were yeah. the number two rushing team in football and you still hung 200 yards on them. They were, they were an undefeated team going into the game last night. You, you, you beat them handily. Baker Mayfield had played very good football up yep. until last night. Baker Mayfield looked pedestrian at best. Yeah. He, he looked like a guy. It's all he looked like. And you made here's the other thing. You made big adjustments on the back end. Yeah, I know Mike Evans got his. He, he's going to get his against anybody. I know Godwin had a few catches. But you didn't see the breakdowns. You didn't see the, the miscommunication, you know, sort of ugly stuff that we saw in the last game. The, the 11 days, give Sean Desai and that group props. They did a really good job, I think. And they're doing a good job getting the younger guys up to speed on the back end. The, the, the pressure they're getting up front, and I said this last night in the postgame show, when you have an attack force in the trenches like this team has, it makes the job on the back end that much better. You yep. still have to do a job. But when you've got a quarterback rattled like that, you're not allowing the quarterback to set his feet. You're not allowing the quarterback to get to a second and third progressions. When yep. he's off his first progression, he's his head's on a swivel because he doesn't know where the pressure is coming from. Yep. And in this case, the pressure is consistently started right from the D-tackle spot. They're pushing the offensive lineman back into the quarterback, forcing him off his spot and into more pressure, which forced him to scramble again. Yep. Now it's a scramble drill. With a four-man rush, and you got seven back, it makes it harder for that quarterback to find somebody open down the field. Without question. And and you know the toughest thing for any quarterback is rushing his face. It, it coming right up the middle is yes. the hardest thing oh. for them. And, you, you know, that's all that's going to do if that continues with the interior guys is going to allow the guys on the edge to start getting home more. We, we You know, they haven't lit it up in terms of sacks, but they're getting pressures there. You know, they're doing this, Derek, with Hassan Reddick has one tackle. Yes. He doesn't have pressures. He doesn't have a sack, a QB hit, any of that. And I know you you reported yesterday that you're hearing he's going to get the cast off. That, that can only help things. But my point is, the guy who had 16 sacks last year has mm -hmm. been quiet for you so far this year, and you're still doing this defensively. Like, there's a lot of really good defensive signs. I thought the defense was going to take a lot longer to get going yeah. than it has. You know, they they suffered some injuries, and that hurt them a little bit in certain spots. But you know what? The other thing that's kind of interesting here is like the guys they sort of cast off like Nicholas Morrow is is contributing. It's I mean, that's that safety was a hell of a play. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the play was made again because of the push in the middle. Right. Davis. And, then when, and then when other guys converge to try to help in the middle, he dips to the outside sack, you know, um, I love I love his story about how he's brought on here Nick, Nicholas Morrow, no guaranteed money, automatically inserted as a starting weak side backer, 
All of a sudden, he drops to the second team, then the third team. Then he's cut. Then he's brought back to the practice squad. Kobe Dean goes down, he's activated, and he's made plays ever since he's been activated. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable how he went from high to low, back to the high now again. So I look at it like this, Rob. The first two games were preseason games because the regulars didn't get any preseason touches. Yeah. So those are preseason games. But they were preseason games, and they came out with Ws. They came out with Ws, and they're still figuring it out. They're mm-hmm. still finding the chemistry that they want to use and down distance and so forth. And they're still winning. This is the defense that has now generated eight turnovers in three games. Right. This is a defense that's playing with, with kids on the back end that are still trying to find their way. You talk about the kids in the trenches. What about the kids in the back end? I mean, Blankenship's only a second year player. That play, one play he made last night, he started deep, came up shot and tackled a runner behind the line. It of was gr- perfect. tackle. Yeah. Textbook tackle. And then, of course, he floats over and makes the diving interception uh, on a quarterback who hadn't turned the ball over all year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Josh Evans. Um, Justin. Evans. Justin Evans. Now he has a neck injury. Here's another thing. So you're playing with a bunch of kids as it is. Now you have to wait and find out on a short week, what is the status of Sidney Brown's thigh injury and what's the status of Justin Evans' neck injury? Yeah. So now you may have to go down to Eli Ricks and Keely Ringo. Well, the good news is, at least on Brown, the reports are that it's nothing major. I haven't heard anything else in terms of Evans or anything. So that that much we do know. At least he, it seems like he's okay. How about the play he makes, too? You know, I know it was a bit of a late throw oh, yeah. by Mayfield, but yeah. the breakup in the end zone, you know, which I, I think it kind of distracted Evans and, all, and he also, you know, kind of got in there quick enough to, to bust it up. But, you know, again, you're – you're talking about a lot of young guys. And you know, the other thing we don't talk about, you know, Cam Jurgens seems to have slid in there seamlessly on the offensive line with no issues. So you're getting major contributions. You're talking about Jalen Carter this year, you're number one. Jordan Davis last year, number one. Cam Jurgens, you're number two last year. You know, guys like Sidney Brown are all stepping in there. And play, unlike last year where you could afford to sit them on the bench and let them learn, they're being thrown into the fire and delivering for you. Well, look at Landon Dickerson. He's he was a second round pick, also. It's another one. See, and he's in his second year. Yep. So, so you have two offensive line. Well, no, third. Uh, but yeah, you got two. His third year, third year. I think he's in his third. Okay, so you got a third year guy on one side. You got a second year guy the other side guard. You know, so and and my lot is still in his prime. And oh yeah, and, you know, you know, Kelsey and and Lane are getting up there, but then you look at the other side of the ball. You know, whenever Fletcher leaves here, whether it's after this year or maybe another year after that, if he pulls a Kelsey, the D tackle position is in good hands, good depth rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the edge rusher, when Brandon Graham buys out, is in good is in good hands. You won't have to go scramble and find a lot of wholesale changes because you already have youth in the house. Right. Then you look at the back end of the defense. You got Blankenship rookie contract, Evans rookie contract, Sidney Brown, Job. Keely Reno, Joe, all these young kids in second-year contracts or, or rookie. Rookie mm-hmm. to second-year contracts. Financially, this – and on top of that, you have 12 picks at your disposal for next year. Yeah, yeah. I know. You're, you're, look, you're seeing it. You're seeing the the the, the infusion here uh, of the youth with the veterans in a seamless fashion uh, with what the Eagles have done. And I'll, I'll, let me go a step further. Look at two moves they made in the offseason. You make the trade and you gave a – Virtually nothing to get DeAndre Swift, and right. you signed Alameda Zacchaeus last night. The, yep. the two St. Joe's prep kids from from Philly. But look at the 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 
the production you got out of those guys. I mean, Swift has been unbelievable for the first two games, but Zacchaeus, look, I will say this. I, I thought it was a very up and down night for Jalen Hurts. That yeah. throw, the, the touchdown yeah. throw to Zacchaeus was nothing short of brilliant. He stays in the pocket, yes. knows he's going to get hammered, gets hammered and throws a ball where he's leading Zacchaeus away from the defense where he catches it and takes it right into the end zone. It was a great throw. Now, I, I will also add this if you look at the replay. The trailing DB was on his back hip. Yep. And the DB got greedy and cut underneath thinking he's going to get a pick. And the ball goes over his head, drops right in Zacchaeus' arm. But the patience that Hurts had to stand in that pocket, he wasn't flushed out. You know, how many times do, do we see him all of a sudden after a mechanism kicks in, he takes off and runs? Mm -hmm. He stayed, he stayed, he stayed until he waited, until he saw something he liked knowing he was going to get blasted and delivered a strike. You know, that's that's all a part of that maturation uh, of Jalen Hurts. You know, we always talk about, well, not us, but but the experts always talk about how it takes three to five years before a quarterback truly comes into his own as an NFL quarterback. Well, this young man in his second year as a starter led a team to a Super Bowl and finished as the runner-up in spite of missing two games to the MVP. Right. And this year, although it hasn't been as smooth, he's figured it out just enough to make the plays that he needs to keep this thing going. And on top of that, he's running less. Yeah. He's yeah. running less. Oh, far, way, way less. You know, way less. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm i with you. But the, the other thing is, too, last night, and we almost start to take it for granted a little bit. Um, and if anybody was there last night, if you're still down there in Tampa or you're back to wherever you, wherever you live, you want to chime in on the chat, please do. But Derek, it's, it sounded like an Eagles home game. And it sounded like that on the TV broadcast, yeah, yeah. on the radio broadcast, because I listened to both. I mean, you wouldn't know who the home team, who the road team was if you didn't, if you were just listening to a play occur with your eyes shut. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. And then, you know, Sirianni takes off his visor, gives it to somebody, and then he's he's up there high fiving with people. And this it's wild, man. What goes on? The, uh, I think I saw a report that said the fan base was sixty forty in favor of Tampa. But think about this: you allow forty percent of the visitors to get tickets for your stadium. Yeah, they would never allow that at the link. No. How do you allow 40 just to fill a state? How do you allow 40% of the opposition fan base? And Lane Johnson posted on Twitter last night, hey, thanks for making it feel like a home game. It's true. I exactly mean, look, what it was. It, uh, yeah, I, Aikman was very funny. Uh, I don't know if you, you, you can hear it when where you're sitting, but he said that, you know, before the game, I was kind of walking around and a lot of Eagles fans had some choice words for me and, uh, you know, he was very funny about it, the, the way he put it. Some colorful language is what he said that they threw my way. But, you know, he appreciated it. And it was funny. And it's, it is. It's just it's it's a great – it's got to be – I can only imagine, like, if you're a, a player or coach on the field and you're hearing that, you're like, damn, you know, I mean, what's this going to be like when we get home next week and take on Washington? It's going to be crazy. But and, 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 and don't trust me. The team, team feeds off that stuff. Yeah. You know, when you have a fan base that travels like the Eagles contingent does – the visiting team feeds off that stuff. Yep. When you have a fan base that's as boisterous in the visiting stadium as the home stadium. And think about this. It also lessens the crowd noise when your office is on the field. That's true. You know, you don't have to go to as many silent counts. Yep. You know, because you guys can hear the cadence. That's all the, the Eagles, one of the best teams. And, and I covered the team, you know, traveling for 20, 22 of the 23 years I was there with them. Mm -hmm. 
I've just been impressed year in and year out how well the fan base travels. I can't even begin to tell you how many flights were I was on. Nothing but Eagles fans going to game. Right. And, you know, and, and a lot of them would use certain destinations for a nice weekend, whether it was like New Orleans, Phoenix, San Diego, when they, when they were in San Diego, Miami, Tampa. But, you know, some people would go Cincinnati, Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, there's no real ambiance there. Mm-hmm. They just travel to support their team and to be on the road and to be in that environment, man. Uh, Philly's fan base when it comes to traveling and their fan base, Pittsburgh's fan base travels well. Green base travels well. But this Philly's fan base is second to none in yeah. terms of volumes of people that travel to go visit other stadiums. Uh, highest graded defensive players through three weeks. Nick Bosa's number one at 93.9. Miles Garrett is at 93.8. Number three is Jalen Carter at 93.2. So through three weeks, Carter's only behind Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. I mean, so this isn't just Philadelphia saying this. This is what he is being ranked by the people who pay attention to nothing but that position are saying nationally. Mm. What is that? What is that? I'm telling you, man, this kid's going to be a defensive rookie of the year. He's a beast. He's, you know, hopefully he stays healthy for the duration. You know, when you play that tackle, it's tough. you're always, you're always it's tough. exposed to a lot of ankle and knee injuries because yep. there's so much activity around your legs. Yep. But I'm just hoping and praying this kid stays healthy because I want to see him in the trenches against the likes of Miami and Buffalo. I want to see him in the trenches going after Dak Prescott. I want to see what that looks like going against those teams. I want to – yeah, me too. I mean, obviously. And I I would like to see what – what they can do to counter some of this stuff that Miami's doing. Look, look, you, you get, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but like, yeah, you do think about that kind of stuff, what it's going to look like. And, you know, and the ability to just impose your will offensively and say, listen, uh, we're running it. Good luck. And I mean, the, I thought DeAndre Swift was great, but Gunner, the holes that he was running through last night oh my goodness. on the right side, you don't see that in the NFL. You, you don't. I mean, it was like men against boys. Dude, there was nothing but floodlights between him and the second level. When he hit, when he put his foot in the ground and turned up, you look at the gaping holes he had to run through. And I'm still trying to find him. I want to see what his his yards were before he got touched. Right, yards had, before contact. <clears throat> yep. Out of 130 yards, it had to be at least 75, 80 of them before he got touched. Oh, no it's question. Ridiculous. Yeah, the holes that no. he's running through. And again, he's been awesome. I'm taking nothing away from him, but it just shows you how good this. And I love it. Nick mentioned it in the in the post game. He said basically, uh, Lane Johnson came over to him and said, "Keep going, like just keep pounding it down their throat. We got it." I love that kind of stuff, man. And that's exactly what they did. That's old school football. Uh, most yeah. offensive linemen, that's what they want to do. Yeah, they want to road grade down the field, but because they're in such a pass happy league, you don't have to become more efficient at run at pass blocking. And you do run blocking. Yeah. So it's a joy. It's almost like Christmas on a, <laughs> on a Sunday evening or a Sunday night or a Monday night when right. offensive linemen just get to put their hand in the dirt and fire out straight ahead and demoralize the defense. Yeah. That's like an uh, uh, that's like an unexpected Christmas gift. And for the for the first time since LaShawn McCoy in 2014, an Eagles running back has back-to-back 130 plus yard rushing outings. Mm. That's unbelievable. He's second behind McCaffrey in in, in total rushing yards. I mean that that's he is. He only had one test the first. No, game. it's basically he's done it in two games. I it's mean, games. that's it. That's it. He had he had he had one pass to him and one run in the in the very first week, and that's it. You know, so yeah, he's been uh, 
I just hope I, look, you could tell they're trying to, they're thinking long haul with them, right? Because we, we didn't see a lot of them in the fourth quarter. It was much more gain. Well, and I, I know the guy was getting texts from my buddies like, where's Swift? Is he hurt? And I, yeah. you know, so I get it. I mean, I understand where people want to see more Swift. I understand, but I think the Eagles are trying to look at this and say, you know, this guy isn't accustomed to, you know, uh, 25 carries per game. It just hasn't been who he's been in his career. So they're trying to be smart about it and, and pace them. Some games that are closer, you're not going to have a choice. You're going to have to run them. And you, you know, this game, you could, you could do it with game. Well, and, and it worked, it worked for sure. Think about this. He only had 16 carries for 130 yards. He didn't even play second quarter. Right. He didn't play second quarter. What would he have had if he, had he played in the second quarter? It's a great, great point. They they just rested him. Gainwell, get in there, get your touches. Mm-hmm. I still don't. I still don't get this this Rashawn Penny phenomena. He could have got touches in a game like this. I don't. I get don't that get either. this. I yeah. still don't. He was active, but he, he but he can't get off the bench in a game like this when you're mauling people. Surely he could have been averaging four or five yards a carry. It just I get look. I- they see things maybe we're not seeing, Derek. I, I don't know. It's it's yeah. I would think you could work him in a little bit more. I, I'm not quite sure exactly what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you. Like I would like to see a little bit more of him, but it's hey, uh, who am I to argue with what they're doing on the ground? Uh, hey, look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Exactly. But but I just don't want to see them getting a little too comfortable with Swift getting 24, 25 carries a game. Yeah. I don't want to see him, you know. You, you know, you ride the hot hand when you ride the hot hand. But I don't want to see this kid miss any games. No. Because that changes the overall dynamic. It can still be a dominant run game. But with him back there, it's an explosive dominant run game. There's a difference. Hey. You know, Gainwell doesn't have that explosion. Right. The Boston Scott does. Mm-hmm. Boston Scott, as we all know, is not going to get nearly that many carries unless it's out of necessity because everybody else hurt. Or hurt. unless you're playing the Giants. Unless you're playing the Giants, exactly. <laughs> he owns, yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, Eagles fan, yes, and we will give some love to our guy, Britton Covey, who yes. came up real big last – I mean, one spectacular, another another pretty good one. I, Gunner, I got to tell you, when he fielded that one inside the five or at the – I'm saying, no, no, no. And then yeah. he, he actually had a yeah. pretty pretty good return out of it. So uh, we will give uh, – we have a little special team segment worked in there. So the, the, don't worry. Everybody's getting their love tonight. What? Special teams? A little, uh, a little what? bit. Yes, a little bit. You notice we haven't, we haven't at least. Well, there was, there was one against Minnesota. All right, I'll just say last night there were no big returns against them last night. Okay. That, uh, keep your fingers crossed because they're going to play. They're going to play some really good returners coming up here soon. Uh, but yeah. I was so proud of Crash Covey like last night. He hit the hole, made people miss, bounced off tackles. I said. That's the cubby I've been waiting to see for a long time. He did. He looked good, man. All right. So uh, here, we'll come back. Let, let's give you some more on the defense here because the numbers are staggering. Uh, what went down last night, the trends that we're seeing, you know, from a good perspective, we will get into the offense in the following segment, the good and the not great. I mean, I, we'll, we'll talk about Jalen Hurts and his start thus far. Some of the things we're seeing there, guys who emerged, uh, some other things. There's a lot of takeaways, certainly, from last night, from the first three games, the fact that there's only three still standing here that are undefeated in the NFL, and the Eagles are one of them. So, so far, so good. All right, uh, we'll do all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Bravo Pizza. After a big win, 
you celebrate with some food, don't you? Yes, Bravo Pizza of Havertown is the place to go. I've been going there since I was a kid. They're family-owned since 1985. Alex and the crew are in there cranking out the best food in the land, okay? And not to mention a spectacular, spectacular menu of choices. All right, now, a couple things to note. Bravo Pizza of Havertown has 20 different styles of pizza daily. They have slices to go. I love the upside down, personally. Uh, but whatever your go-to is, you can get it specialized however you want, okay? they will, The specialized pizza is, is one of their delicacies. Uh, but they don't just have pizza. They have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo of on Instagram and Facebook to get the daily promotions, the specials, the menu. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown, PA. Give them a call right now. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit, and the hits. Go for the stakes, and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. 
And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back on this Football Tuesday. I like the Tuesdays of Football Tuesday, Derek. It, it makes the week. The one thing, you know, you and I, we, we always do the the old man, you know, screaming at the cloud routine with the night games, right? And it is yeah. a challenging turnaround and all that all that stuff. Absolutely. No, nobody cares, but <laughs> except us. <laughs> but the, the nice thing is it you chop a day off, the, you know, the, the lead up for the following game. In other words, Absolutely. yeah, before you know it, it's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, and we're, we're all in on Washington. Certainly today is a Tampa day. Uh, that is for sure. But that is the one advantage here. And if I'm not, if I'm being totally honest, off in the distance, I, I see a, a 1 p.m. game on Sunday blinking at me, and I'm saying, hi, my friend, how are you? But anyway. There's, that, there's only three of them on a the schedule. Enjoy them while you got them. Now, now, before you move on, I must ask you this question. Yeah. Because this is a topic we debated last night on um, on uh, Jacob Sports post game show. We're through three weeks now. Who worries you in the NFC? Think uh, about the inconsistencies we've seen. Yeah, who who still worries you in the NFC? Forty uh, ers still. Yeah, if I'm being real, Forty ers still worry me. Um, and they, you know, I thought going in. I, I thought they were the biggest challenge to the Eagles, and that hasn't changed for me, okay? So I would absolutely say the 49ers. But if I'm being frank with you, Derek, other than that in the conference, yes, um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word worry for anybody else. I, I really wouldn't. I, I would say that I, I think the Cowboys have a lot of talent, but I need yep. to see them do it in the playoffs before I yep. buy into it. Yep. And you, when you get beyond that, I think you have some nice teams – but not yep. special teams. Exactly. That's where I'm at with it. Exactly. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You said your, your sentiment is exactly what I said last night. Um, you know, you can say what you want to say about the Niners, but if they're healthy and this team is healthy, that's going to be a very good match. Yep. Um, you know, because the 49ers defensively are as good as the Eagles and offensively. Here's the thing. The Eagles, Eagles are one of the few teams explosive offenses they don't do a lot of motion you know you see the 49ers the 49ers are always doing motion um the the kansas city's doing a lot of motion buffalo does miami does a lot of motion Mm -hmm. those teams rack up the points the eagles basically line up and run their offense you don't see a lot of misdirection you don't see a lot of jet sweep no and they're they're eliminating the rpo yeah there's not nearly as much i mean look it's obvious there's a concerted effort for Jalen not to run as much. That that's there's no doubt in my mind, and I don't know that it, that might change later, but at least in through three game sample size that we have, that's clear. And you know, it's clear there's less RPOs called. It's clear that he's been instructed go down. Yeah, you know, like you saw it in the I don't know first or second quarter, he ran about six yards, saw some contact maybe coming and slid. Like it, he's he's looking to preserve. 
himself for the long haul, I think, to an extent. Um, the fact that Jalen is just turning around and handing the ball off now is a thing of beauty. All he does hand the ball off and take a few steps back and just watch it all develop. Yeah, he's, you're not putting him in harm's way with the no. RPO where he may keep and then get blasted. You're he's, not, he's not taking those unnecessary shots from the DN, the outside linebackers, the safeties creeping up. Um, and, and the guys up front are imposing their will. It, it is such it it is such a simplified offense. It's it's amazing. And how 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 they just line up, snap the ball go through their progressions, go through their assignments, and more times than not, it's effective. Yeah, it really is. It really How many is. offenses like that in the NFL today? Not many. Very few. Uh, very few. I mean, look, this isn't a knock. I mean, you, you, you see like the bells and whistles that Miami rolls out there. I mean, it, it is incredible. And the Eagles, it's a lot more sort of uh, basic to an extent. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean one's better than the other. It's just different in the way they go about things. Um, well, let, let, you know what? Let's stay on the offense for a minute then, Derek. Let, let's look at this. So okay. I think first and foremost, you know, you're talking about a team that has the ability to take the air out of the ball for nine minutes and 22 seconds and just end a game. I mean, it's it, it, it reminds me like it's it's this is a super old school reference here, but. Way back in the day, before there were shot clocks in basketball, right? North right. Carolina had the you know the the four corner offense. Four corner offense, yep. With you know, the objective was, you're not going to be able to take the ball away from us, and we're just going to milk down the clock. Okay, that's right. that's right. Eagles have the same thing here. Um, it, look, 201 rushing yards on 40 attempts. 40 attempts. Uh, that's a 5.0 average. So once again, they ran it more than they passed it. Wasn't as lopsided as last week, but they ran it more than they passed it. Uh, the, you have DeAndre Swift, 16 for a buck 30. Derek, that's an 8.1 average. You usually see 8.1 averages when somebody runs the ball four or five times, maybe. Yes. Not 16 times. Yes. Uh, last two games, 305 rushing yards and a touchdown for him. I mentioned he's second behind McCaffrey now with 308 yards on the season. The, the running game is in A form. It's in midseason form. It's in every form you want it to be in. I think it's a combination of strength, skill, and the ability, the athletic ability to get down the field and still be blowing guys up with, you know, with, with Kelsey and those guys who are so athletic. Well, and, 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 and let's, let's, let's uh, give credit where credit is due. All of this came together because of that guy named Howie Roseman yep. and his scouting staff, you know, their commitment to build from the inside out instead of the outside in so many teams want to build it with the quarterback and skill position players before they even address the offensive line. You look at teams like Washington, they have the skill position players to go around a young fledging quarter fledging quarterback, but their offensive line is like a picket fence. Um, this Kansas city, Andy Reed always liked to have a stout offensive line. So that's an exception to the rule, but most, most teams want to get those, those big time skill position players and then worry about the offensive line. Yeah. A lot of times it doesn't work that way. This team has stayed committed to building this thing from the inside out. And sometimes it drives the fan base nuts because they want that glamour pick. Yeah. But you can't argue with the success they've had last year and this year in the manner in which this team has been built, you know, you, and then they're, they're really good. Here's the one thing I've, I've always said, you heard me say this. When this Eagles organization identifies certain players that they want to be here forever, uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, oh yeah. Lane Johnson. Brandon Grant. 
Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Yep. And here's the beauty of it all. Those players know that even though they are a little bit past their primes, they could still garner big money on the open market, but they will stay here at a discounted rate. Yep. Fletcher Cox could have got more than $10 million somewhere else. Oh, Brandon yeah. Graham, he coming off an 11-year, 11-season sack, could have got a lot more money on a one-year contract somewhere else at the age of 35. Yes. He takes $6 million to stay here. Jason Kelsey stayed here. Lane Johnson, how many times has he restructured his contract for this organization to free up money to do some other things to make this team better, and he's still here? Mm -hmm. This team has done an incredible job of identifying and holding on to people they want to hold on to. Yeah. You know, and now with the youth movement that they're in, I mean, A.J. Brown's 25, 26 years old. Devontae Smith is only 22, 23 years old. DeAndre Carter um, is in uh, – I'm sorry, DeAndre Swift is still in his mid-20s, okay? You've got a nucleus already here that that if you want them to be here, can be here a long time, and because of the way they're treated here. The one thing I've always been impressed with, except maybe the Chip Kelly era, of course, and I'm talking about Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni. Man – Here's whatever, man. You should hear some of the stories we hear about how players so and so is treated with this organization. That's part of the reason why I stay here, because they treat you like like adults here, right? And that goes a long way because in this day and age of making all you can, why you can, when you can win a player over like that, and that message gets out there, and on top of that, you're winning as well. You can't find a better formula for building a team. You really can't. I'll give you an example, Derek. Um... This, this is specific to Nick Sirianni, but your your greater point is is right on the money with Howie, Jeffrey Lurie. It's a first-class organization. Just look around the league at some of the stuff that happens elsewhere, okay? Look at the craziness in Chicago. Look at what's happened in Washington for years. You know, uh, look at the Colts. We could go on and on and on with dysfunction, right? Yes. But a great example is last night. So before the game last night, Nick, and this is, I'm talking about how you reach your players because I talked to Britton Covey about this after the game last night. Yeah. Okay. So before the game, Nick felt like uh, maybe they were a little bit tight or just sort of feeling some of the heat of, of trying to live up to last year. So before the game, he plays a highlight film of these guys in high school and grade school. And they all got a huge kick out of it. Like Britton Covey, I didn't even know this, was a quarterback in high school. Did you know that? I did not know that. No. So Britain, they're showing Britton Covey. Britton Covey ripped off like a 40-yard run, and he's just, you know, doing what he does, and he's juking guys and all this other stuff. And the whole place is howling and, and going crazy, right, when when Britton Covey does it. But, like, it lightened the mood, and they all kind of laughed about it. And they, were, they were making fun of some guys the way they looked back then. They were skinny and, you know, this and that, whatever. Yeah. And it, it's just a great icebreaker. And then he said everybody just sort of calmed down, laughed, and dialed in. But, like, that's the thing with Nick Sirianni. I think he really knows how to reach these guys in certain ways. We made fun of the, the plant thing and all that, you know, stuff, whatever. And look how it worked out. Th- that right. Year. I don't care how we think about it. It matters what, how they feel about that in that room. And those guys in that room, it works and it connects. And yeah. And I think Howie, Howie's got a good feel of what guys to go to and say, Hey, look, you're still going to get yours. We're just going to do it a little bit differently. Let's restructure this so I'm able to do this. Let's get Jalen Hurts done before it drags on into the season and it becomes a thing. 
Like they, they get it done. And when they have to cut bait, Jalen Rager, uh, Carson Wentz, they cut bait. They don't combat compound problems with guys who are not going to lead you anywhere. They that was don't. that wasn't always the case with Howie at the helm. It wasn't. Sometimes it's he easy. held down to players too long to prove a point. Yeah, crossing his fingers, hoping that things would turn around. Then eventually, but the newer Howie is man enough to admit when a mistake was made. That's why he got rid of Jalen Rager sooner rather than later. That's why he'll let go of other players sooner rather than later now because there's a plan to replace it, whether it's a mid-range free agent or they already have their eye identifying on somebody in the draft that they're going to go after. You know, this is part of what what Howie told us right on this very show last year. Yep, You had to learn to listen to others. You know, I love the the saying, it's it's saying that when you think you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Exactly. You're in the wrong room. No, it's real. It's a very real thing. That's in anything you do in life. Yep. You know, I have found that out many times myself. You know, if you feel that you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room because you've stagnated your your potential growth. You really have. Well, it it also tells you you're not listening. You're not hearing people around you. You're not you're you're likely not interested in being a team guy because you think you have all the answers. Uh, You're not well open to, to input from somebody who's trying to 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 you know be on the same page with you. Yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of different ways to look at it. Um a couple other things offensively, Derek. Let me this this the I Paul Domowich had this stat. It's staggering. You ready for this? Last two games, offensive plays. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, 153 opponents, 79. <sighs> that is spectacular. Yes. That is spectacular. Yes. That's 74 more plays yes. than the other teams run. You, th- basically, you're not getting the ball. I mean, uh, okay, last night, time of possession, 38-55 yes. for the Eagles, 21-05. That's more than a quarter of an advantage. And, the nine, and, and the last 922 was basically just playing keep away and just reminding the opposition, there's nothing you can do to stop us tonight. Man. Tonight, no matter what you tried, you cannot stop us. And we're not even close to being per- reaching perfection yet. You can't stop us. Just take your medicine and call it a night. Yeah. yeah See, a, that's, that's, un- that's unbelievable, that stat. It really is. It's it's something, man. Um, you know, I, let me give you another one that I thought was, was great. Um, Les Bowen had this one uh, last night. I'll make sure I'm, I'm giving the giving the props out here to people who, uh, who, who busted their butt for some of this research. But I love it. All right. So last night, first downs, Eagles 27, Tampa Bay 12. That in and of itself is a, is a great stat. But rushing first downs, Eagles had 12 rushing first downs to one yes. for Tampa, 12 yes. to one. Yes. This stuff is that, like this doesn't that, happen to this to, with this pendulum swing favoring the Eagles. It just doesn't happen in the league. Dude, that it's. You know, and, and, and again, we're only in week three, and they still they're still not where they want to be yet. And right. look at the dominant numbers. Now, I will also add this: to get to where they are, and, and we talk about how tough this schedule is, but the early portion of this schedule is set up perfect for them to make their mistakes to get back to where they want to be, because I don't see them being challenged again until what three four weeks from now when they play Miami. 
Well, yeah, I mean, we thought the Jets game was going to be, but you know, uh, clearly, as long as Zach Wilson's involved yeah. in this, it's it's yeah. a whole different play. The good yeah. defense, but but their offense is putrid. Yep. But yes, so, you're right. I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with your point. Yeah. yeah. So their first real test is not until Miami. They could be what five and zero, six and zero by the time they hit Miami. The correction: they should be undefeated by the time they meet Miami. Well, they're they're eight point favorites now. Again. Washington upset them at home last year, so you, yes. you don't you don't get crazy. But yep. yeah, Game you get first loss. And and I will, let me say one more thing: the the Ram game in Week Five out there is not going to be nearly as easy as people think. No, I keep John McVay is coaching his rear end off with yes. that team. So, I, you know they lost last night, but it was a hard fall game last yeah, night. That's not a they're that's not a pushover game. So no, no, yeah, you know, and like I said, I want to see these I want to see these receivers that are basically scrabble names. Playing for the Rams. <laughs> Scrap on Think about Tutu, Tutu, and, and Puka. Puka. You know, these are like. 50 it sounds points. like nicknames you would give to like a your your yeah. you know, your kid or your calling the kid. You call the guy Pookie Tutu. in New York City. Here, you know? Tutu. Tutu. Tutu's got to be at least a, a twenty-five point word in Scrabble. I agree with you. Please. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Puka, you know, Paku. Whatever's that? Puku. Paku. It's got to be at least fifty points in Scrabble. <laughs> Now that we've totally insulted those two guys. Um, Not an insult. I'm just saying, you look like, who are these guys? Where did they come from? No, I know. I, I But it speaks to uh, what I'm saying is that you're doing this without Cooper Cup. And, you know, it, it, again, I, it, McVay and Stafford and that guy, and they, I, their defense is doing a pretty decent job too. All right. So it, most things are good here offensively. I think it's up and down in the passing game, Derek. So let's talk about Hertz. Uh, he goes 23 of 37, 277 yards. Touchdown throw, which we talked about, which was spectacular to Zacchaeus. Yep. Uh, he had th- two picks, which I want to get to in one second. He was sacked. He had a 70, by the 71, whatever it was, passer rating. Ran the ball 10 times for 28 yards. Did have a touchdown on the, the tush push. Um, you know, you're seeing things that we didn't see last year, like forces and a couple other things. And, and, and just some underthrown balls. And I will say this, I thought there were two balls that AJ could have caught. AJ had a big game, but there were two that I thought he should have had yes. that he didn't. One was um, a touchdown. Yeah. So it, it's not all on Jalen. Like I thought he was I thought he was okay last night, is the best way to put it. He got better as the game went on, but there were some things like there was a real miscommunication. Um, I think it was with Swift on that one pick. Yeah, where clearly he thought, yeah, Swift cut it in. Thought he was cutting it out, whatever. Yeah, but see, we don't. Whose fault was it? Was that, it was, what is the was it the Hertz read or did the, the receiver go the wrong way? I don't know. That's see, the thing. No. I don't know. And I Hertz would never throw his guy under the bus anyway. No, so no. I, I just don't know. But that's again, we know he's capable of better than what he's been so far. That much we know. Um, so I think as far as the offense goes, the passing game is still a work in progress. Um, I think Brian Johnson and Jalen need to get, I guess, more comfortable with one another um, for lack of a better term. I will say this too. Um, I give Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni credit in that they are not afraid to just pound the heck out of that ball, man. And they don't, they're not force feeding. Hey, we like to throw the NFL in 2023, you throw. No, what works best for you right now is running the ball and you're riding it. So I give him props for that. You know, Seth brought up, um, he said, the revitalization of the running game in the NFL. And I cut him off and I said, oh, you mean the running game that the league has basically told the contingent of running backs that you're an afterthought, they're not important to the overall structure and, and, and vitality of an offense, right? And he just laughed and said, oh, yeah, that, that group. I said, 
So basically, they need these guys to run the ball, to catch the ball, to block, to help the quarterback. But yet they're not a vital entity in today's brand of football. It's amazing. But they don't want to pay these guys. They pay every other position except the running back. I mean, kickers get paid better than running backs. It's crazy. It's gone way too far the other way. Way too far. Yeah. but yeah, I agree. But but where are you at with Hertz? Like I, I think it's it's yeah. not there yet. Clearly, we you see some things, some little things that you like, and obviously the the touchdown throw, he's the, the tush push is still money. But there's little things that that you know are just that it's a tick off right now. It's not quite where it needs to be. I attribute a lot of it to both what AJ Brown and and Dallas Goddard said today. Um, defenses are giving them looks that you, they can't see on film. They have no film on. So I think he's holding the ball a little bit longer, uh, trying to figure out exactly what he's looking at. Yep. And I think that has affected his overall consistency in passing. Um, and sometimes I think he's trying to be too fine with his passes. And I think sometimes there's frustration, you know, in, in terms of it not being as fluid. And I wonder, I don't, he'll never admit it, but I wonder in the back of his mind to what degree if any, if any, let me emphasize that, does the new money come into play? He feels he has to do certain things now because he's one of the highest paid players in the league. Those are all natural traits. Right. When you when you put on a financial pedestal that's second to none, you're also expected to perform on, on an incredible pedestal. And let's face it, even the best of the best have off days. Right. You know, But in this case now, we've seen three samples of it's not as fluid. Now, last year, all season long, he proved the doubters wrong about reading defenses. He proved the doubters wrong about his ability to be tough when he takes off and run. And he definitely proved doubters wrong in terms of being able to throw the deep ball. Right. Now this year is not quite as fluid. Uh, as fluid. So last year he forced the opposition to adjust to him. Now this season, because all these teams have all this film on him and his offense, he's got to learn to adjust every week into something that he's not seen. I, I think you make interesting points, Derek. Uh, because we, it's funny, you and I are like simpatico with football brains, but I, I looked at this a little bit differently initially with him. What, what I mean by that is, your point about he may be trying to do too much because he got the money is is really interesting. Like it's it's food for thought for me, right? Because I looked at it like, is he worried a little bit about getting hurt because he has the big contract now, right? And doesn't want to – I know he's already got the contract and a lot of guaranteed money, but is he also more concerned with – he's not going to be as uh, aggressive or – I never thought he was reckless. So I don't think he's right. reckless, but but it, I was, I'll say aggressive it, it, because he's trying to maintain and preserve himself. It may be a little bit of both, right? And I, and I, we had a conversation uh, pre-show with Tone, our producer, who, who I thought made a good point where maybe because things aren't coming as open as wait, wait. easily as they did last year, do we, do we want to get Tone up to explain it? Do you want to? Yeah, make, if Tone, Tone wants to hop on, he, he, yeah, I, I don't want to speak for him. I mean, uh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just saying I thought he said it eloquently in a meet. Hey, Tone, wake up, man. Get off the cartoon shows. I know you're watching yeah. cartoons. Get in here, Tone. Now you got to rip Tone. I, I'm trying to praise him and give him some love for his point, and you got you to take shots. Not cool, man. No, I'm uh, not taking shots. I'm just telling you, he's probably watching Cartoon Network. I know. Oh, I, that's that's exactly. be good. Anything to avoid seeing you is what he's trying to do. Can't, All right. can't even help himself. Uh, he can't help himself. No, Tone, so I thought you made an interesting point um, in, in terms of where you are with Hertz and what we're seeing so far and what 
why you think we may be seeing that here in the early going, but, but the floor is yours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for me at least, I'm looking at Hurts right now. He's a quarterback who's taken a lot of strides in his career. And people credit him for his work ethic. They, you know, they, they credit him for his mentality, right? But he's still a person. He's still a human being. Therefore, he's not above feeling certain types of emotions. So I think there's several factors involved with the struggling passing game, not just a new coordinator, but I also think there's pressure that comes with the money. You know, there's pressure that comes with making the type of ascension that he's made, right? I mean, this dude was an MVP candidate last year, runner-up. You know, he was a former Heisman runner-up. Uh, he, he, you know, he, he, he was able to bring the Philadelphia Eagles to a Super Bowl berth. You know what I mean? He almost won the game. He played the best game of his life. So when you're coming off of that, and on top of that, you get the money, there's so many expectations attached to all those things I mentioned. So I think because he has all these weapons, because you couple that with the expectations, you know, he's trying to validate why he got paid. Yep. And, and, and again, it's not purpose. It's not purposeful. And, and, and I don't think he's someone who's always self-conscious about money. I don't think that. But I think he just understands that he's a much more valuable asset to this team. Well, yeah, I, 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 yeah, no, I think your point is a good one, Tom, because I, he, yeah. there may be times where it's, man, I could just check this down and get five, but I'm, you know, I'm that guy, or I'm, I'm supposed to be that guy, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try and rip exactly. it in here and, exactly. and get forty, and exactly. and you know, your best play is to be a, you know, and it's, I'm not saying he's doing like hero ball Wentz kind of stuff, but it's no, just, no, you know, I don't, I, I don't think it's that either. I think, I think he's just a little. I, I, I I think he just wishes the offense was a bit further along than what it yeah. is. And it, it's probably a little frustrating for him that it's, think, it's baby it's steps as opposed to just hit the ground running like it did last year. I think he's a perfectionist. And, yeah. and that's not a negative. That's a positive. It's a, it's, it's a gift and a curse, right? The guy's 20-1 and one in his last 21 starts yeah. as, as a regular. Yeah. <laughs> the last mean, time I checked, you pay for wins, not sacks. But yeah, see, you know what? I, I, know, I know people who are perfectionists in other walks of life. And when things don't go exactly the, the way they want them to, it affects their overall day, their overall, you know, their mindset. Yep. And sometimes you have to learn, you know what? You can't control everything the way you want. Sometimes you have to deviate from the norm, yep. you know? And, and I'm not saying, obviously him being 20 and one and him still, him still striving to be perfect is phenomenal. And I don't see any evidence of the fact that He's very animated on the sideline, throwing his right, helmet, right. getting no, no, faces no. like a Tom Brady, no. you know, chewing people out, yeah. stuff like that. Maybe it's just an inner mechanism, you know, that that drives him, you know, and frustrates him. Yeah. I think he's a consummate poker player. You don't know what he's thinking, emotional. No, I, and I love it that way. I love it that way. You know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know why? Because the opposition never knows if they're getting to you or not. Never. Yeah. Can I go on? Can you? Can you guys? Can I go on a, a mini rant here for one second? Can you Please guys do. just entertain me for this? Wait, wait, hey, Tone, record this. This might be epic. Record. <laughs> Everything's okay. recorded, baby. Everything. Okay. So, um, the tush push. I am so sick and tired of these crybaby whining biatches when it comes <laughs> to this play. Okay. I never hear a good valid reason why it should be outlawed other than it oh doesn't look pretty. I don't care what it looks like. There's nothing illegal in the play. And hey, here's a here's a notion. Freaking stop it. Stop the play. If it's so offensive and it bothers you so much, stop it. 
We're going to outlaw a play because the Eagles have almost perfected it and nobody else can, can stop it. That's why we're going to take this thing away because no one can stop it. It's ridiculous that it was reviewed last year. Yep. I'm glad they had the common sense to keep it in place. And now they're talking about getting rid of it again. And I see pop, like real football minds that I respect yep. saying it should be outlawed. Why? Tell me why it should be outlawed. Yes. Plain I agree. And simple. Why? I agree 100%. There's no reason behind it other than I don't really like the way it looks. Who cares exactly. how it looks? You know what? Football, football is about innovations. You know, every year somebody comes up with something different, okay? And in the, in the, the battle cry, stop it. Now, I've said this time and time again, and I'm starting to see this more and more, and this is my concern about it. You see defensive players, linebacker safeties, diving over the top to try to stop his momentum. And I've said this many times on this show. My concern is if somebody's going to meet him head on and you're going to start talking about vertebrae, vertebrae damage or neck damage, because he's going to, one of these linebackers is going to try to blow it up, catch him on the crown of his helmet, either helmet to helmet or with the shoulder pad, and then we're going to be talking about neck and vertebrae damage. Yeah, it's Darren, great play. I, that, that is valid. Like that's, now, a, and I agree with you 100%. That's a whole different argument of yeah. the, of the, of the but, risk versus reward. Yeah, and that's, that's that you done is, yeah. But it should Robert be the team's choice. Sorry, Tony. Exactly. No, no, you're right. You know, my, my retort to that is, and, you know, I agree with you, Rob, 100%. I agree with both of you guys, actually. You know, you do bring some risk to the table when you put your body in that kind of scrum like that, right? That's a part of the game. Unfortunately, you can legislate injuries, so, so you're going you to have to take the good with the bad, right? It's a physical game in and of itself. Um, You know, to Rob's point, let's not – like, why are we pretending – and not us, but like, why is the world, why is the football world, or I don't know, the football purist, why are they pretending like the QB sneak is all of a sudden a, a new play? Yeah. Why? Like, because it, someone's it, going from behind. It's and not pushing a new them? play whatsoever. It's, Guess it's, what? The Eagles figured out a way to make it better. That's yeah. why. This, yeah. this is where you get the paranoia. They're just like, mad. Are you taking it away because it's an Eagles play? They can't stop the Eagles from doing it. Right. 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 If, if, this was, one, if this was the Niners and or 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 the Cowboys or somebody else who was looked at it, or Sean McVay who's looked at as super yeah. in innovative, yeah. are you doing the same thing with them? Right. They'll give all the praise in the world. They'll be like, oh my God, look at the innovation. Uh -huh. Look at uh -huh. you know, look at the engine, look the at the ingenuity. The ingenuity. Yeah. It's so simple, yet it's complex. Yeah. <laughs> but the Eagles do it. It's dirty. It's grimy. It's muddy. It's ugly. But it's okay. It comes with the stigma of being from this city, being of the city, working in the city. Right. You know, you guys have been covering this game in this city for a long time. And you guys see how differently Philadelphia is covered on a national scale. And I love it at the end of the day. You yes, know, I, I, I thrive in it. You know, I love I also love that people hate it. So I love it that much more. I, I love exactly. I love the fact there was one uh one of the tush push last night. You see Goddard grab Hertz oh. and pull him forward like this. <laughs> yes. He's pulling him forward. It's unbelievable. But, but D Gun, it's ugly. It's ugly. Oh, it's oh, not yeah. pretty it's enough. Good. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know this was a supermodel contest. Right. I mean, it's what are you doing? It's muddy. It's it, it, it's but listen, you know what I say to people? Y'all adopted the dark. I was born in it. There you <laughs> go. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Like if if you if, if you can't play on my side of the street, I don't want to hear your mouth, man. The it, Eagles it, are. It, a, it, a it, I got to tell you, I, I sorry, I, I had to get that off my. Chest. I'm with you, Rob. I'm with you. I'm glad you brought it up. I think I'm it's glad. I think it's comical. It was reviewed and studied. 
at the owners' meetings during the offseason. It will be reviewed again this year. And I agree 100% because I was talking to some friends the other day about the tush push, and I said, you know what? If it was in any other city but Philadelphia, it would be considered innovative. Yeah. Yes. San Francisco, creative. Don't get yourself a guy who can squat 600 pounds and then go do it yourself. Go do it. I I, I think even Joe Buck or Aikman said something last night, and they were like, look, you know, a lot of people don't like to play, but guess what? Not everybody has a quarterback that squats 600 pounds. You know those hands? So, hey, it it is what it is. Hey, look, Bryce Young, Brock Purdy, they ain't squatting 600 pounds. No. No, they're not. Basically, for 49ers, Shanahan basically told you, we don't run that kind of play because our quarterback is not built. Like to run that play. Frank yeah. Wright said the same thing. Yeah, and guess what? That's your problem. That's your problem. That's not a our me problem, not a me problem. <laughs> My right. thing is, you would think the football purists will love what the Eagles are doing, right? It's yeah. physical. It's old school. You know, it's old school. You would think that what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing, the football purists are just salivating, like, like that's football right there. None of that yeah. passing a ball 50, 80 times a game, physical, putting your my shoulder pads versus your shoulder pads, my will versus your will. You would think that would really get people excited about the game, but analytics have taken over. Yes. Right. Yes. So the passing game is now even more of a commodity, but the analytics also say the quarterback sneak for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Look at the percentages. Over ninety percent. So we're playing the analytics game, are we not, you guys? It's a hundred percent in analytics. Yeah. What? You, here, think about it. You don't have to hand it off. You don't have to throw it. How do bad things happen when you throw or hand it off? He's taking a snap. He's going. He's lunging forward. It, it's it's an incredibly high percentage play, it, plain and simple. It, it, yeah, like the 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 pocket protector dude should love this play. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's absolutely all right. I, I just absolutely absolutely. Okay. Hey, don't let the Eagles get in third and short, plain and simple, or That's fourth it. and short. Ta- yeah, plain and simple. You know the best way to combat it. Don't let them. Don't let them get in short yardage situations inside the goal line, uh, near the goal line, or on anywhere on the field. Third and short, fourth and short. Don't let them do it. You know what's coming. Very simple. It's elementary, Watson. It's elementary. Exactly. All right. Let's come back. Let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the defense here because the defense deserves a lot of praise for the way that they have started this season. That is for sure. So we'll do that when we come back. We'll look at some. I'll throw some crazy numbers your way uh, for what they're doing defensively. We'll get into all that kind of stuff. When we come back, don't go anywhere. That's Derek. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, time for me to tell you right now about our friends, uh, Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, because trying to find the right person from a financial standpoint that you trust, that you are willing to invest your hard-earned money in, can be hard, right? Uh, It took me a long time to find the right person, and I finally did, and it's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, Uh, You might have a new business, right? You're trying to get your employee benefits squared away. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I personally entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray, dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, 
Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. Birds win. Birds win 25-11. Over the Bucks now 3-0 on the season. Eagles, Niners, Dolphins, the lone undefeated teams still standing in the NFL. All right, Gunners, let's set our sights now on the defense. Um, you look at what they did last night. So Tampa Bay, 174 net yards in the game. Uh, they rushed 17 times for 41 yards. That is less than 2.5 yards per carry. In fact, it's 2.4 yards per carry. Uh we mentioned a little bit earlier, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis up front. So let, let's dig into them first, and then we'll get into some of the other things uh, that we need to get into. But what's crazy is, Derek, you've seen a guy take a, a spectacular leap from year one to year two in Jordan Davis, and you're seeing someone in Jalen Carter who came in absolutely NFL ready, who is now – I've seen guys like Ed Werder and, and you know guys who have covered the league for a long, long time that mm-hmm. don't cover the Eagles and aren't connected to the Eagles talking about how he is becoming a defensive force in this league. Um, you talk about two guys who not only now, I, the other thing about Carter is Derek, he he's turned himself into a, a three dimensional player. Like, you don't he doesn't have to come off the field. He's very good. He's not just the run stuffer. We hoped he was going to be, he's crushing it in the passing game also with pressure. 
we're, we're three games into his tenure, Rob, and we're still trying to come up with new superlatives to, to talk about his play. We still have 14 games to watch this young man emerge. Yeah. And I, I'm dumbfounded in some ways just watching how advanced he is in, sh- in such a short amount of time. And you talking Carter or Davis? No, I'm talking about Carter right now. Okay, okay. Um, he's so far advanced for a guy who had very little preseason practices um, and games. Um, he's a man among men already. Now, when you talk about – I honestly believe – here's what I believe about Jordan Davis. I think him being surrounded by more Bulldogs – has helped him be more comfortable to get back to who he was in college. Yep. I truly believe that. He's got his boys with him, his, his contingent with him. And I think when he, he's in he's in a city, when Jordan Davis is in a city, that he found out real quick, they embrace you, but they will harshly critique you from one moment to the next. There's no question about that. And I think somewhere along the line, that motivated him during the offseason. You know, because – when Jordan Davis, um, when Jordan Davis said this summer that he's still 340 pounds, what's the first thing we said was, "Oh, geez, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if he's going to be as effective. He didn't lose weight." We kept saying he needed to be 325, 330. Right. Um, dude, he's better. He's better now. He's more explosive. He's more powerful. He's dominating line of scrimmages. Two men cannot stand him up. He's turning two offensive lines. That's 600 pounds on the average that he's turning. Mm-hmm. They're not turning him. He's yeah. turning them. Right. And forcing help elsewhere. I'm just I'm just blown away by how quickly his transformation has taken place. I can't believe it either. Uh, like, I was just hoping he was going to be really good against the run, and then the past stuff will come along. I, I, like, that's all I was hoping. But you're right. Because he's still 340, but he's in better shape. He's not gassed at the end of the game. You know, you, you, he's still playing in the fourth quarter. You're seeing the strength and the, and the I mean, the, what did he run in the 40? Like 4-7 four, four, or something six, insane? 4-6, four, 4-7. Four, so you're seeing that that quick twitch that he has because he's an athlete. He's not just some, you know, frankly, some blob in the middle who's just eating things up. It, it's all there. You know, it's all there as well for Carter. I, I, I agree with you. Like, I think having Bulldogs around him has been good. I think they're pushing each other. I, I think he's also a little edgier. Maybe he's, you know, we love that he's a nice guy, but he's like, he's playing with more of a nastiness to him, which is exactly what he needed. Um, I don't know if it's a coaching. I don't know if, I don't know if Desai and Patricia identified something in him that Gannon did not. I don't know if it's just being a year older makes him a year wiser. I don't know if Fletcher Cox is somehow mentoring him to another level. Whatever it is, I don't. And like I said initially, maybe it's just the fact he's more comfortable surrounded by by a bunch of his dogs from Georgia. Yeah. You know, I mean, or, think or about, maybe let's give credit to him. Maybe the guy just worked his tail off in the off season. I think that's a better. big part of it. Also, I think he understands yeah. now. This you're not in the college anymore. You're getting paid to play. Yeah. And the criticism is even harsher at this level than it is at the collegiate level. And let's face it, you're in a you're in a very dominant football college in Georgia. Right. You know they critique you hard down there, but at this next level at the NFL, the criticism increases 
when you don't live up to expectation and you're in a city like Philadelphia. When you're in cities like Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, even Dallas, your expectation, you might have been a glamour boy in college, but you've got to prove it all over again at this level. Yep. Because if not, people equate your success by the money you make. And, and you where, want, where are you attracted to the money you make? Exactly. You right. If yep. you're one of the highest paid players, you're expected to perform like one of the highest, highest athletic entities in your profession. If you yep. don't, you open yourself up to more criticism. Yeah. Prime example, Zach Wilson. Number where two was overall pick. Where was he? Where was he? Number two? 30 something million dollars. Now, granted, all these scouts and the team that picked you that high are just as much as fault as, as you are. Somebody misevaluated this oh, kid. Bad. Badly. Yep. And now he is the butt of jokes from, from New York. Every day of the week, even in the offseason. Wait to hear what Joe Namath. Well, we're going to give you that later. Joe Namath went nuts on him the other. I can't wait. Yeah. To hear, I can't wait to hear what Joe said. I didn't get to hear it. I was yeah. trying to listen to it in my car, and my phone kept ringing and stuff. Yeah, I didn't get to hear what Joe said. But if Joe Namath, who is Mister Jet, Mister Joe Namath, is on a pedestal with the Jets organization and in the city of New York, <clears throat> there's only a few players on that pedestal: Lawrence Taylor, Joe Namath. There's yeah. only a handful that that are at that that pinnacle of that that pyramid. Mm-hmm. When Joe Namath speaks, it's like that old E.F. Hutton commercial. When Joe Namath speaks, people listen. Yes. And basically, Joe came out finally. I bet Joe was trying to be as diplomatic as he possibly could. And he, yeah, he, but he uh, couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't he take couldn't. it anymore. Yeah. And now that Joe Namath has said it, it's, I bet you every airwaves in New York City, every sports talk show, every television show is talking about what Joe Namath said. No question. There's no question. But all right. So, those two have been a dominant force for sure. Um, they're number one against the run as a team, allowing 48.3 yards per game on the ground. They're number ninth, uh, number ninth, number nine in points per game at 19.7, mm. which is you know, a solid number for sure. I mean, you're in the top 10. Um, so they're tied there. Uh, the other one is, Derek, they're doing exactly what they did for the real uh, first probably three quarters of the season last year, they're taking the ball away at a very high rate. Yes. They, they have eight forced turnovers right now by the defense In and a safety minutes. on yep. top of that. Yeah. So they're, 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 they're crushing you in the run game. They're taking the ball away. Look, the passing numbers are not going to knock your socks off, but some of that's understandable. You, yes. you know, you lost people in the back end, namely Avante Maddox. You, you didn't have Bradbury last week. So it's a little bit more understandable what's going on there. I think that's, Somewhat of a work in progress because you're a little bit younger in certain spots. Props to Bradbury. He 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 filled in in the slot last night. He did you know whatever they need him to do, he does. Uh, you threw Job out there, who yeah got beat a couple times, but Josh Job looks like he can play. Yes. Um. And, and I, I, will, didn't I like, will say this. Yeah. I do not want. I do not want to see Bradbury in the slot. I'm sorry. I didn't want to see it last night. I wanted him on Evans the whole night, but I, I don't want to see him in the slot. Period. Usually a slot corner is a smaller, quick, quick t- twitch type type corner right I, I think he's too long I think he's better suited on the outside combating these taller receivers I don't want to see him chasing rabbits in the slot I don't I got that's you. not his forte yeah you know Malcolm Jenkins could do it you know he can go back he can come out that's that's different but but watching James Bradbury trying to trail these guys once they stick their foot in the ground and go I don't want to see Bradbury doing it keep him on the outside Groom somebody else. I was shocked Goodrich was inactive he was a healthy scratch mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a slot corner last night Yes. But he wasn't. I don't want to see Bradbury leave Bradbury on the outside and combat these bigger guys. Yes. That's, where he is. That's his forte. 
I, I agree with you. Look, I agree with you ultimately. Um, really like what you're seeing from Blankenship. Um, you know, he, as you mentioned earlier, Derek, he had the nice read on the pick last night, had a great open field tackle, had seven tackles, uh, had a tackle for a loss as well. He's playing well. Uh, guys, you know, Zach Cunningham was on the street. He's played well two straight games. He had a tough first game. Nicholas Morrow's coming up and making plays for you. It, all you need is just some guys to solidify the linebacker spot. You know, you got to hold the fort a little bit until N'Kobe Dean comes back. And I felt, I feel like, you know, last two games, those guys have done that for them. No question about it. I love what I'm seeing from Blankenship in particular. Um, his anticipation, uh, a short tackler, um, hasn't made many mistakes. Now, granted, he lost some time because of that rib injury, but in the small samples we've seen him so far, I think he makes this organization feel very comfortable about that position. He's a heady player, um, instinctive, may not be the fastest guy, but so what? You don't always have to be the fastest guy to play a position. If you if you play your angles right, if you if you have great anticipation, it could cover up a lot of things that you might not have. And right now, from what we've seen of Blankenship, he has all those attributes. He's very instinctive. Um, I can't get it. that one play. I'm still looking at it. You see him when they show the replay. You see him creep into the line of scrimmage. Right. As soon as the runner gets the ball, he knows exactly where the runner is. He's standing there waiting for him. And you know what? Five times out of ten, when you think about it, a good running back jukes makes that guy miss the open field like that. Right. Not Blankenship. Yep. Dropped him for a loss. Yeah. It was a heck of a play. It's a hard play for any anybody in the, in the open field like that against spectacular athletes in the NFL. So he's playing well. <clears throat> you know, look, opposing teams, three games, Derek, 48 rushes, 145 yards. That's a three-yard per carry average. That's all they're allowing. Yep. Okay? 48 yards per game, which is – you're making teams so one-dimensional. That's what you're doing. You're taking away that facet altogether for them. They haven't allowed a run longer than 12 yards. Think about that. Like, you haven't been gassed once on the ground. In three games. Yeah. Not once. A 12-yard run is the longest run they've allowed so far. That's it. Just one. Not multiple, just one. That's it. So, I mean, they, they're, they you know, they're checking boxes here, but they're also – the back end, after you get past the defensive line, is starting to learn. Now, the other thing is you're doing it without Redick, uh, you know, really giving you much in terms of, you know, contributions here. Um, you're, you're doing it. I, I think Sweats played well. I didn't notice him as much last night. I have to go. I'm going to watch the game later uh, and, and pour through it a little bit heavier. But it, just going off of what I saw last night, I didn't. I didn't notice him nearly as much. But what I like is, you know, Tui Palatu. Some of those guys are really stepping up and making plays for them. And he had the sack last night. And some of the younger guys, uh, you know, Sidney Brown makes a real good breakup on a play. Um, makes a couple other plays last night that I noticed from him. So. They're getting valuable experience now against maybe some of the lesser offenses, which yes. could pay big, you know, big dividends when they start playing Miami and, and San Fran and Buffalo and Dallas and those. That, that's why I said the schedule was set up perfect for them to get ready for what's to come, because we know that the, they have a monster schedule coming up in a couple of weeks, and these teams that they're facing now, they're not they're not facing the top quarterbacks in the league, they're not facing real stout. Uh, defensive personnel, they're facing good schemes, but they're finding a way to find to, to find the dents in those schemes. They're not, you know, I want to see, I want to see AJ Brown go up against Sauce Gardner and the Dolphins secondary. 
Um, and, and I want to see this passing game go up against Buffalo secondary with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier, Jordan Poirier back there. I want to see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm really. That's when we really find out where this team is. When they the 49ers, I want to see them. I want to see them play Brock Purdy, Mister Brock Purdy. I want to see them play the 49ers at full strength with all their complementary weapons on both sides of the football. Yeah, and whether they win or lose, then we can come away having a better understanding of what we're looking at. To be honest. Well, I think the other thing too, Derek, when it comes to this is we all understand the offense needs to be more uh, multiple. You, you know, obviously they're very good on the ground, but they 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 need to be multiple. But what you're doing, what you're the, where the schedule is set up such that it's allowing you to figure it out as you go, and you're still winning, right? On top of it, you're still winning. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So hopefully... You know, whether it's Washington this week or or the Jets or the the Rams or the Jets or whatever, by the time you start to hit the nasty part, which is right before the bye, yes, everything's kind of clicking here. And and yes. and but you might have the Kobe Dean back by that point, you know, when you when you start to get into that stretch and you know on the other side of the ball. So, you know, they're all these are all good signs, I think, in a lot of ways. When look at how many teams showed flaws and they fell from the ranks of the unbeaten in one week. We started we started week three with nine unbeaten teams. Now there's only three left. And there were a lot of wow games this weekend that just shocked you. Dallas losing at Arizona. You know, uh, even Jacksonville getting smoked at home by Houston. You know, M- M- Miami putting up 70 points on Denver. Just all these unexpected things that happened. We haven't seen it with the Eagles. Even when they, even we're, we're sitting here critiquing a team because we've been spoiled. We were spoiled by their prowess last year. And even though we knew going in, we talked about it from a fan base, from a media perspective all summer long, it's going to look different. They faced adversity in the first two games. They found a way to overcome them. They didn't really face adversity in this game. Mm-hmm. But the first two games, they faced adversity. They got they won the turnover battle. They scored when they had to. They came away with wins. Everybody can't say that in the National Football League through week three. Mm-hmm. When you're still imperfect or not where you want to be and you're still three up and zero down, you can't be in a better place. No. You can't be. No. And, you, and you're playing with a bunch of kids who are – and you're filling gaps because guys are out. No, the Kobe Dean is out. You know, James Bradbury had to go down. You know, Blankenship went down. You're filling gaps with teams, with, with, with people who are learning, evolving as they go along. And you're winning. That's all you have. To, that's all you can ask for. You uh, win. It's, yeah. And look, I think that's it. And, and it's I, everybody acknowledges there's things that need to get better, but you're still winning along the way, and you're setting yourself up for the more difficult stretch here uh, that you get into. But yeah, there's there's been a lot of good stuff, uh, certainly that you can you can pull from both sides. Well, you know, we didn't even mention on offense. Nice bounce back for for AJ Brown. You know, I'm sure. I, obviously, he wasn't happy with the way the last game went. And I, and again, I thought there were a couple balls that that Jalen put on him that he maybe should have caught. But nonetheless, you know, he ends up going here nine for 131, 14.6 yards per carry or per per catch. I, I think they 
it was a quiet night for Devontae, obviously. I think they're still also trying to figure out Goddard. Like, he was a little bit better last night than the, the Vikings game, but I don't know that they're, they've quite found the sweet spot with him either yet. You know, um, what I don't know if you kept the numbers, but what at, at the rate he's going, what were the numbers we projected? That we, we had him, if he stayed good. healthy, Derek, in like the 900s in terms of yards. It's not even going to be close. I, I don't even think it's going to get close to that, no. to be honest with you. No. And, and and if the team is still rolling, that's okay. And you know Goddard's going to be frustrated, but Goddard will never make um, make, a, make a stink about it in any way, shape, or no. form. No. Um, you look at Goddard, through three games, he's only had 15 targets through three games. That's only five a game. And 11 catches, and he has 63 yards total. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 5.7 yards per carry. Yeah, he's not coming close to, to 900, you know. Right. But still, it's 650, 700. If he ends up with seven, eight touchdowns, and most of them are key and, and key points of a game, so be it. Mm-hmm. This is this is a team that's so loaded and, and diversified in terms of weapons. Somebody's numbers had to suffer, and that's what when we did over under projections, I said I felt. A.J. Brown's numbers were going to be under what he achieved, but he's still going to be a, a vital cog in his offense. Same thing with Devontae Smith. Now that we're watching the emergence of DeAndre Swift, maybe his numbers go up. Maybe he is a 1,000-yard rusher. I saw him as like maybe a 700-yard rusher. Yeah, you're right. Where, you, where you're going to take from somewhere, you add to, you to add another somewhere place. Else. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe. I mean, this dude's at over 130 yards rushing in two games. He's in the top five in rushing, and he only had one touch the first game. Well, and, and let's face it, too. You know, I know what I'm going to say is going to sound counterintuitive because Tampa was number two against the rush, but there's going to be ebbs and flows. There are going to be other games where you, you find something in the passing game and you're going to exploit that, and, and, yeah. and you're going to go crazy throwing the ball in a game. It's, yeah. just, it's just the way it is. So far, they've really been hitting on the running game. And now you may see that again next week, uh, again this week against Washington. You know, whatever, the, the beauty is you have some options. I'll tell you the one thing to really watch out for in this Washington game. So they gave up nine sacks last week, Derek. They've given yeah. up 19 yeah. on the season. This Eagles defensive line could have an absolute freaking field day well, with, this, with this Washington O-line. When, when they faced Carson Wentz last year, how many t- how many did they get on Carson? Nine? Yeah, it was a ton. Nine one game? Yeah. Um, I want to know, they've given up 19 in three games. I want to know how much of that is Sam Howell Seeing ghosts. Yep. And yeah, simply holding the ball too long. Holding yep. the ball too long. You know, he's athletic. He has a nice arm. He's got weapons. But, the, but then again, he's a young quarterback going through growing pains. Yep. Is he seeing ghosts? Is he holding the ball too long? Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder how many of those are directly related to the 19 sacks that, that, that Washington's offensive line. Now, we know Washington's offensive line had its issues. They didn't really fix a lot of the problems along their offensive line this year. Yeah. So it's still going to be a problem. Okay. But how much of that is coupled in with the fact that Sam Howell is still learning how to read a defense, as Jalen Hurts did, as Josh Allen did his first year, as Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, they all go through that growing spell their first year that they assume the role as the star. Look, Jordan Love right now. They're all going through that, you know? Yeah. Um, They'll learn. Eventually they'll learn. If they're going to survive in the National Football League, not just as a quarterback, but as a starting quarterback in this league, in a league that is already watered down of talent at the quarterback position, you'll learn. You either learn or you're going to be a habitual journeyman. Right. Or you'll, be, or you'll be gone soon. You'll be gone. You know, look at Carson Wentz is still in his prime. Nobody wants to touch him right now. Yep. He's not even on a roster. Nope. He's not on a roster. Yep. I know. It's uh, it, it's, it is that kind of league, man. It is the not for long league.
There, there no truer words have ever been spoken. I, who was it? Jerry Glanville, yeah. <laughs> I think, who said it. He was he was right on with yeah, that yeah. one. Man. Um, you know, all right, let's come back. Things were not for long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's come back. Yes, Derek, we are going to give the special teams love. Special teams. Special teams love. Uh, Britton Covey uh, deserves props. We you can always heap praise on Jake Elliott, who was money again last night. And I thought the the kick off, not that there was much opportunity, and the punts, punt. I should make that singular because there was only one. But anyway, I, I thought in general we're seeing better uh, output from Michael Clay's bunch. So we'll, we'll yes. We'll give the special teams a little love when we come back. We'll give them a touch. We'll also mention Phillies can clinch it tonight, Derek. They can clinch a playoff spot with a win tonight. Magic number is one, uh, a win from them, and they start before the other teams tonight. They start at 640, so they can can have it locked down before and not need the help from others if they do their thing. So we'll talk about that. Nola's on the mound, and you may cringe at first when you hear that, but Nola was on the mound when they clinched it last year in Houston, and he dealt. So let's talk about all that. Wait, 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 wait. Don't make that comparison. Nola pitched – much differently last year than he has this year. Couldn't I just get away with that one? Couldn't no, I let that no. one go? You know I'm not letting I, that I was slide. I was trying to convince myself more than anything else about that one, okay? No, the only good thing about who are they playing? The Pirates tonight? Correct. Okay, I'll give him that. He'll, he'll have a good outing against the Pirates. <laughs> I'll give him that one. Okay. All right, we'll talk about it when we get back. Don't go anywhere. That's and By the way, NFL stuff, there's tons about NFL stuff, which we'll get to. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about the great people at Pro Action Restoration. All right, so uh, if you have a flood, if you have a fire, if you have mold damage, if you have smoke damage, you're not equipped for that, right? You don't know what to do. You, I got the people that you reach out to. And Pro Action Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I went through it on a Saturday, and it was a Saturday morning, and it was a mess. I get a call from my parents that their their basement is flooded. I get over there. We're, we're bailing water. It's a nightmare. Uh, you know, and we, we ended up, I, I said, you know, we can't keep doing this. Uh, you know, so I call because they were having this problem habitually. I call pro action restoration. Not only do they, they answer the phone, they're out there, you know, like that. So they get over there, they clean it up. The price is right. The crew was great. It, it was, my parents were relieved. It was a, a huge, huge help. It was a huge burden lifted off their shoulders. Now, the good thing is also ProAction Restoration is licensed, bonded, and fully insured. They serve the tri-state area, and they have been for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. 
If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soga now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. Story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We are back. Appreciate you hanging out with us. That's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports State. Let's hit the like button if we could, friends. We appreciate that. And if you have not, please subscribe to the program. All right. So, Derek, um, Britton Covey last night. Three returns, 81 yards, um, 27 average on the night. Ripped one off for 52 yards that you thought maybe for a second he might have a shot to, to go to the house. Um, <clears throat> made some nice cuts. Look, the one thing you can, you can tell with him is, A, he's confident because he's not afraid to field it anywhere on the field. I Sometimes no. I'm saying no, 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 no whatever. But um, And he's also done it a lot. You, you can see he's got a feel for lanes and, and sort of cutting back and – Really, if you look at it, I know we have a little fun with him, but if you look at it from about the midway point last year, his return numbers are pretty darn good, and they they measure up to the to the upper echelon in in the league. Well, first and foremost, he's sure-handed, and that's what you want back there. You're right; he's not afraid to field the ball in in traffic. You know, a lot of times uh, a punt coverage team, the guys, the Gunners, will try to get close enough to the guy see if you can rattle him. You cannot rattle him when he's fielding a catch. Um, he doesn't get many opportunities to to really excel in that game. Um, you know, the punt game in general is not what it used to be. Um, but last night I thought was the best he's had since he's been a part of the Eagles in terms of getting an opportunity. He's a lot faster than I thought he was. I knew he had a quick, he had a quick twitch to him, but he's a lot faster. When he broke that one for 52, you know what I'm thinking, Rob? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for a flag to, to fly out of somewhere. That somebody's holding. That, that, you that, always, you're always holding your breath for it. You, you nine times wait. out of ten, you know a flag's coming somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Luckily, it didn't. 
I'm glad he had that. You know, you're right. We joke about him all the time. Call him crash, crash, uh, crash, cover. Yep. You know. Um, but I thought he re- and on a wet surface to boot. You know. Yeah. Um, I hope we get to see more of it. I love. I would love to see him get that opportunity to take one to the house. Yeah. I really would. I don't I, know I, if he will present himself, but hopefully. Yeah. No. I, I. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I. I. I was. I thought it was interesting. Um. Again, I talked to him last night after the game, and one of the things he told me was, and he wasn't like, this wasn't a finger-pointy thing. He just said our approach was different last year on returns. We were much more conservative. It was really about just securing the football is what he said. He said the approach now is we want to try to break some stuff. So we're, we're looking at it a little bit differently than we did last year. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, Yep. He's. They're also working him into uh, some pass routes for for whatever that's worth. Now I don't know what's going to come of that because there's just the numbers crunch when you're dealing with AJ Brown and, and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and, I, and even Zacchaeus. Now you're not going to get a lot of reps, but he did. Get, he did play a couple passing downs too last night. For what I would love to see if he could be um, an Amendola type, yeah, a Cole Beasley type. You know, yeah. the quick twist slot receiver. I think he could do it. To be honest. But you're right, because of the numbers crutch, where are you going to put him? When is he going to get his opportunity? Yeah, that's the tough thing. I don't know. I mean, look, good for him, and I hope it happens. He gets some opportunities. I just – I think it's 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 a good problem. If he was on a bad team, he might get some more shots uh, than he would here. Yeah, I think the only way he gets a chance is if you have multitudes of injuries and he's and it's out of necessity. Right, obviously. We're hoping that's not the case. Yeah, no question. But, but I do think he could excel in the slot. I really oh, do. Yeah, it, look, given the – he did it at Utah. Um you know, Elliot almost automatic again, as he usually is three for three last night. We only saw the punter once, uh, yep. but, but there weren't any issues with holds for Elliot. He looked pretty comfortable yep. there, but the, the punter had one for 38 yards. You know, we'll, we'll find more out about him as the season goes on. So, and there was no real returns that I, that I can think of. Uh, there was one return and we were laughing about it in the green room uh, last night. Devin Allen was back on a kickoff return. Oh, that yeah, that is. I meant to bring that up too because that is interesting. Yeah, he ter- he comes up field. Yeah, and he kind of stops and just waits to get hit. And you notice he wasn't back there anymore after that. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're and, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much more we're going to see of that. I mean, yeah, we, uh, you, the one thing you, you, again, I, I have no idea, but you would think Boston Scott's probably pretty close, right? I mean, you would hope. Uh, the fact would. that he was out, he's been out almost two weeks, or so more than a week and a half, makes you worry. I'm hoping, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping yeah. it's nothing more uh, serious um, because normally when when guys have concussions on a Sunday, they're in a protocol at least seventy percent of the time. They're cleared to play that next game. And if they're not, that means there's something more serious going on there. Okay. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's not the case with him. But, you know, most important thing, they have enough depth. You know, don't rush him back. Yep. Uh, I, I don't want his situation to be anywhere near like a Tua situation. Oh. Come back too soon. You know, yep. so so let that man heal up as long as he needs to heal up. I know he wants to be back out there and be competing with his guys. Um, but more important, his health is more important than anything else. Well, I – but let's just look at the the your sort of vibe or feeling through the three games. So I think I think the first two games, Derek, there was there was a lot more angst. And it's not to say that everybody thinks that you know the, the, everything's perfect right now with the team. Obviously, they got to be better in the in the passing game. There's other things that they can they can upgrade for sure. But don't you think the, the last night there's more of a there's more goodwill 
coming off of that win than there was the other two games. Do, do you view it that way? Do you think that some fans are still sort of like, you know, not quite sort of on the fence, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. There's, you know, just listening to, to, to radio on the way home today, um, both uh, 97.5 and WIP, there are still some people that are saying Jalen Hurts is, is not where we thought he would be at this point. Um, but more, most of the talk is, hey, look, we haven't even reached our peak yet and we're 3-0. and We're one of the few teams still standing 3-0. and So for, for most part, you know how fans are. You can't please everybody. But for the most part, everybody's like, you know, hey, look, there ain't many of us left. There's not many undefeated teams left, and we're one of them. And we're in control of the division by ourselves after three games. Okay. So, you know, that, that overshadows anything else. Um, I think everything else will take care of itself in due time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still have two games. The next two games are against Washington and the Jets, I believe. If uh, not- Washington and the uh, Washington Rams Ram. uh, Jets. Uh, I, I, let me double check, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's Washington Rams Jets. So home yeah. Washington at Rams at Jets and in Miami. Even though even though um, the Rams are not a juggernaut as they were a few years ago, I think the Rams game is going to be the most difficult of the three. I think obviously and quite obvious, the Jets have the the best defense of the three. But yes. they have no offensive help and is wearing that defense down. But in terms of just combating up and down the field, I think the Rams game is going to be the toughest of the three. It's out west, and for whatever reason, this Rams team is not as bad as a lot of people thought it would be through three games. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're three winnable games. So this team still has three more games to to, to smooth the rough edges and get to where they need to be before they hit the strength of that schedule. I mean, that's a nice cushion to have. Oh, I agree. Listen, I because we know how crazy it's going to get. <laughs> you know, it's going to get it's going to get really tough really fast. So you need you need to stack these wins. You do. I mean, it, look, they again, they're winning and the beauty is they're figuring things out as they do it whereas some other teams are still figuring things out and they're losing. So there's a there's a great advantage there for sure that yes. the Eagles have. No question. No doubt. All right, I want to sneak in a little Phillies before we go full-blown NFL here, Derek. Uh, They can clinch tonight. They can clinch a playoff spot. They're in spectacular shape to clinch the one seed as well. Um, But they've set themselves up very nicely. Again, slow start, but really came on this season. Um, Hit it really hard starting right around June. uh, Kind of right around the time they started winning last year, in fact, Mm -hmm. when Rob Thompson took over. Um, but they go into tonight, they can control their own destiny with a win. They start at 640. The other games are either like 715, 730. Likely, unless it goes extras, they're gonna they can finish it on their own tonight. Uh Noel on the mound. I actually I call me crazy. I do feel good about him tonight. You are crazy. I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. I feel good. I think he's gonna pitch well tonight. I think I think there's a sense of urgency in that. Yes. Let's just get it done here, guys, and not yes. drag this out. And then let's face it, the Pirates are not a good team, and, and you no. should be able to disp- – like, the, what impressed me was last week with the Mets, the, the Phillies didn't play around. They 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 broomed them out of there, and and maybe that's the mode that they're in now. They're just going to churn through these bad teams. And this was this was a Mets team that was leading the series between the two prior to yeah. that four game, and, and the Phillies finished 6-4 and four against the Mets because of that sweep. They finished six and four against the Mets. 
So now they understand. They're almost at the finish line. Let's finish this thing. Mm-hmm. And once they finish it, and once they secure, well, the season's over this Sunday anyway. But right. if you secure it tonight, then you can give some younger guys more more playing time and rest you guys. Soon as soon as you secure that number one seed, you know, you should have at least a minimum three days where you can rest your regulars and, and get you some other guys in there just to get, you know, the catchers with, you know, the knee yes. issues. Get, 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 get Ryan Muto off his feet. Let, let Stubbs yeah. handle it. Yeah, get your rotation set up. Because when that second season starts, it's all hands on deck. Yeah. There well, is no rest. Here's good news, Derek. So the way it sets up, Wheeler will pitch Thursday, and then he's good to go, man, because this thing starts Tuesday. Yeah. He'll yeah. hit it right on his yep. his normal it's rest. It's a rest, yep. That's great. So you're going to have your your ace going game one, um, you know, barring any kind of craziness here. So, yeah, he's in, they're in they're in good shape with that. So here's the what you have left is three against Pittsburgh here, three at New York. Um, Nola, Suarez, Wheeler for the Pittsburgh series. Walker Sanchez, Nola in the uh, Mets series. And again, that the Mets series could change dramatically. You could be, you know piecemealing it, just using guys out of the bullpen a little bit to get your guys rest. What I think Thompson will do, get your starters in there for two or three innings. They get some work. They get a sweat. You get them out of there. They throw 40 pitches, whatever. You get them out of there. And that's the way I think it's going to go. So they're in good shape there. Uh, You know, the other thing that's interesting, Derek, over the weekend, uh, they brought the kid up, uh, Orion Kirkering, who has filthy stuff. Yeah. Filthy. Do you think about him being on the playoff roster? Because there's not a lot of the, you, uh, these major leaguers haven't faced him who he's going to be going against. There's a possibility. We've I saw him before. He had a lot of confidence when he stepped to that hill. Woo. I'm telling you, and it's just a small set. Hey, look, you know what? When you're young and you're hungry, you're fearless. And when you're playing a team that when you when you take the hill, and, you know what? I can make a mistake and I'm looking at what's backing me up offensively. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a comforting level that a lot of young kids don't face when they're coming up. You know, you figure most young kids that come up and get extended looks are teams that are falling apart at the bottom, the Pittsburghs, the Oaklands, teams like that. But when you're coming up and we're only asking you to give us maybe one inning or X amount of pitches, do your thing, young man, because no matter what you do, we got your back here. Look at this arsenal we have behind you. Yeah. You know, you just go out there and say, hey, look, once you get over the jitters of being on a major league hill, you know, especially in the postseason, you know, it only takes so many pitches to get rid of those butterflies. Yeah. Especially in the zone. And with the stuff this kid has, I'm just out there winging it, man. Hey, look, let the chips fall where they may. You know, I'm up here sooner than I thought I would be. I'm just going to do my thing and see what happens. I'm with you. All right, let me give you the uh, the playoff odds here, Derek. Uh, some of this wouldn't surprise you at all, but I'll, I'll, you'll see where the Phillies fall into this. So the Braves are number one in terms of odds to win the World Series. Yep. at at plus 250. Dodgers are number two, plus 400. Orioles, number three, at plus 650. Astros, number four. I'm sorry, Rangers. Rangers are four. Rangers are four at plus 800. Rays are five uh, at plus 1,000. And then the Phillies and the Astros are tied at six at plus 1,200. So you go Braves, Dodgers, Orioles, Rangers, Rays, Astros, Phillies, tied. I can't really argue with that. I, I think that's pretty pretty on. Yeah. I'm a little surprised though that the defending champions are are at sixth. You know, and I understand they lost a few guys to free agency, but still, yeah. And dude, that battle, that battle they're in with 
with Houston, Texas, and Seattle. Yeah. What a, what a race to the finish line, dude. Yeah. 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 yeah it's going to be fun. This last week's going to be really fun if you're a baseball oh my fan. Just to see. Even the bottom of the NL wild card is, is yes. really close. Now, as we see it right now, who, who would be the Phillies' first opponent? So if it ended today, uh, it would be the Diamondbacks if it ended. But, but, but here's the thing, Derek. They're in a flat-footed tie with the Cubs. Okay. And the Marlins are only one back. So there's a lot that can happen, you know, over the course of these next six games. So it could go a lot. Now, if you're asking me who I want, if I have my druthers, the, the last team I want is the Diamondbacks. I'd, I'd probably most want the Cubs. And I, I know I the Marlins are tricky because they can pitch. But I would go, my pecking order would be Cubs, Marlins, Diamondbacks in terms of teams that I would go. Now, if the Reds can somehow vault into it, they're two and a half back, I'll right. take the Reds first. Yeah. But I don't think the Reds are realistic. Um, I don't want to see them play Miami, to be honest with you. Okay. Miami, Miami hits their pitching well. There's all they've always had their number. Yes, they have. And they've hit them, they hit them well this year. Yeah. Look at that last series, they took two out of three. Exactly. You know. Uh, I don't know why, but Miami seems to be in the zone when they play this Phillies team. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, like I said, my first-round opponent I'm, – I'm not even counting on the Reds. My first-round opponent would be the Cubs. Okay. Yeah, I would I would love to see them face the Cubs. I don't want to see them face Arizona or Miami coming out of the gate. I hear you. I hear you. Fair enough. But anyway, it'll be fun tonight. It'll be nice to see them yeah. if they could do yeah. it on their home field too. They Last year they were in Houston to do it. That would be pretty cool. Do you get to watch the game at home or are you working tonight? No, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to, to watching it at home. So, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll be chilling. All right, let's get a timeout. Let's come back a lot of NFL stuff. We didn't even talk about the other game last night yet with the Bengals and the Rams. We'll get into that. A bunch of other stuff to, to go through. We'll, we'll give you <laughs> those quotes from Joe Namath. Um, I'll give you some numbers on Wilson, Doug Peterson, uh, coming under some heat, Travis Kelsey, Jersey sales, uh, the impact of Swifty. So we'll get into that as well. All kinds of stuff. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We're sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. Let's talk about Flynn tree services. Yes. Flynn tree services is an experienced licensed and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. Uh, they are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Keep in mind, before we really get into the winter months and fall where things can get a little bit crazy with wind and snow and heavy rains and whatnot, it's a good time to get your trees evaluated now. Uh, you can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610 610- 850-2848 or online at flintreeservices.com. That's flintreeservices.com. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 Heading down the shore. 
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> That's Derek. I am Rob, as I try and shovel nonsense into my into my mouth and eat. All right. Uh, let's start, uh, Derek, with last night, the second game of the doubleheader. Uh, that Eagles game flew, didn't it? That was it really – I didn't even look at the time, it of it, but it, it was done quick. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, it's not a complaint. It's just an observation. I, oh, I was, man pleasantly surprised as well but um so the other the second game was the Bengals and the Rams obviously the the Cincinnati goes into that game needing it badly they were 0 and 2 uh Rams had gotten off to a nice start uh thus far on their season but uh the Bengals are able to beat them 19-16 not you know mind-blowing numbers from Burrow 26 of 49 259 yards right a little more than five yards per per throw no touchdowns, had a pick, sacked two times, a 59 passer rating. But if the alternative is Joe Burrow or Jake Browning, you know, obviously it's it's Burrow all day. Yep. I thought it was risky, Derek. I get it, man. You're 0-2. You don't want to go to 0-3. Your odds of making the playoffs really dip big time. Yep. And he says he got through it pretty clean, you know, but it was, uh, it was a little risque, a little risky. Well, as long as you keep playing him with that calf injury, you're always subject, subjecting him to aggravating that thing again. But, you know, um, Joe Burrow is going to try to be out there no matter what. That dude is as tough as anybody out there. Yeah. And they understand the urgency of what they're trying to accomplish. This is a team that has gone to the Super Bowl and AFC Championship game in back-to-back years. This is a team that's built to win now. You fall behind 0-3. You're still not too far out of it, but your climb to get back to the top is a lot tougher than you want it to be. So, again, it's all hands on deck with this team. And it wasn't clean. I mean, they barely rushed for 67 yards. You know, Burrow throws no touchdown passes and a pick. 
Um, now Jamar Chase, twelve catches, a buck forty-one. Jeez, mm-hmm. you know he is that dude. But their their team wise is still not where they wanted to be. But again, you know you look at them; they're struggling. They're going through injuries, and they're one and two compared to the Eagles being three and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. You look at this Rams team. You know, uh, this is a Rams team that's that's changed this complexion in a lot of ways. We see names emerging. They're playing opponents tough. I mean, it's not like they're getting blown out. They're playing people tough. They just haven't found that winning formula yet. And, and, and apparently they have some issues on their offensive line because Stafford got sacked six times and threw two picks. Yeah. But even with yeah. that said, even with that said, if he hadn't thrown the two picks, the Rams had a chance to win that game. They did. They did. Um, they they hung in there uh, for sure. And it was kind of a an ugly game early. It wasn't a whole lot of offense uh, from either team. But anyway, they end up winning the game. Burrow, again, after the game, made it very clear that he, you know, the, the risk was worth the reward, and it, it, it didn't get any worse yeah. on him in the game. Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, another injury update uh, from the Giants. They say that Saquon Barkley is basically day-to-day. Uh, they, he sat out the Thursday game with the ankle sprain. Um, they'll be facing uh, the Seahawks at home, Gunner, uh, this week. So you will certainly need him in that game if you're the Giants, if he can possibly go. Because right? you lose that, you know, you're staring down the barrel of one and three. That's going to be real tough to recover from. Uh, dude, I, I understand the, the urgency, but when you're talking about your feature back, one of your prime offenses, the prime offensive weapon, and you're dealing with a high ankle sprain, you got to proceed with caution with that thing. Now, I understand Seattle's going to be a formidable opponent. Uh, I'm sure nobody's picking, even Giants fans are not picking them to win that game. And you want to be as competitive as you can possibly be. But what's the bigger picture with putting Saquon out there? You put him out there too soon and he somebody rolls on that ankle one time, then you're going to lose him for five, six, seven games. Do you really want to do that? Yeah. Do you really want to put him in that situation? You know, high ankle sprains, man, th- those are those are tricky. Those are not easy. They don't You don't come back from those real easy. Uh, ankle sprain is one thing. But when you're talking about that high ankle sprain and that tendon, you know, that that's a very touchy situation. We'll see. Now, who's who knows? Maybe they can tape it up a certain way to stabilize it and not give it as much mobility. But that's that's a big risk when you're talking about you're already you're already in dire straits as a team with the way you've come out of the gate the first three games of the season. So good luck to you, whatever you decide. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so there's that uh, just in terms of the update you on a couple injuries. I thought this was interesting and, and, a, and a very um, honest assessment, observation, if you will, uh, of what he's seeing. Sean McDermott, Bill's head coach, was asked, you know, what he's seeing from the Miami Dolphins here um, in the in the early going. And he said what he's seeing from Mike McDaniel is uh, thus far, he said it's almost revolutionary was the term that he used. And they're they're playing each other. How about that for for a one o'clock? I wish that game was four twenty five or the night game, but that's that's going to be a fun one. Dolphins at the Bills, Gunner. That's a one o'clock game. Man, I wish I wish I could see that game. Yeah. Um, I, I understand Sean McDermott's looking at that offense, going, "What in the heck do we do to stop this?" And <laughs> yeah, he and his coaching staff are like, huh. "Oh, and they didn't even have Jalen Waddle this past game. Yeah, they still put up seventy. Mm-hmm. Yeah." Um, I don't think I don't see them putting up 70 on Buffalo, but I think that offense right now is the most explosive offense in the league. Agreed. And that's 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 talking about the Eagles and Kansas City. 
you know, whatever they're doing right now, Mike McDaniels, man, I tell you what, the no look shovel passes, all this stuff they're doing, man, you talk about creativity at its finest. You know, he's an innovative guy. He really I is. I want to see them play not as a fan of, of, of the Dolphins, but as a fan of football. I haven't yet to see them play. The only thing I've seen is highlights on NFL Network or something like that. I want to see them play a whole game just to see what they're doing, what yep. makes them so different this year compared to years past. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah, and I want to see how good they are on defense just to yeah. get a feel for, like, if they're not blowing a team out, can they do enough to contain yeah. you know, the other yeah. team's offense? It'd be interesting yeah. uh, to see that. But yeah, I thought that was a pretty good observation there uh, from him. From the, I guess you have to believe this category, Derek. Uh, Justin Fields says the the Bears can still make the playoffs. There's still 14 games left. <laughs> okay. The only way yep. the Bears make, the only way the Bears make the playoffs is, is if everybody else in the league forfeits. The yeah, only way they get to the playoffs. That is a four alarm fire uh, in Chicago right now, and I don't see it getting better anytime soon. Right. Let me see who they have this week, actually. Let's see if they, they got anything winnable here. Um, good Thursday game, Lions and Packers. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, real fun. We're going to find out, and it's at Lambeau. We're going to find out what these Packers are because, man, they struggled against that that Saints defense. I don't think I don't think Detroit's defense is as stout as, as the Saints defense, but I don't know. If, I don't know if Jordan Love and that offense with a bunch of kids um, can go point for point with that that Detroit offense. I mean. Just this past Sunday, you know, Packers had to play without Pro Bowl cornerback, two Pro Bowl left tackle, left guard, their fastest wide receiver, oh, man, and, 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 and a thousand yard Pro Bowl running back. Yeah, Jones. Yeah, you know. So I'm assuming that the and coach, still came back and still came back against the Saints. I'm yeah. assuming they were deliberately kept out because they know what's coming up on Thursday. We'll see how many is available on Thursday. Interesting point. Interesting point. Yeah. So the Bears, by the way, host the Broncos. Two desperate teams right there. I, I, oof. <laughs> I'll take I think Denver. I think when you get embarrassed like that, it goes one of two ways, Derek, right? Either you completely just fold tent and you're done, or we're going to see who, who has the, the stones to respond. I, I think Denver actually responds in that game. I, 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 was, I like Denver. I was just about to ask you if you were betting your monopoly money. Who would you put your, your money on in that game? Yeah. Denver. Yeah, I yeah. would. I, I I don't love it, but I uh, Denver's minus three and a half for a reason. The Bears are that bad, even though it's in Chicago. I would, yeah. I would. It's a stay away game, but if you're asking me to take a side, I take Denver. Yeah, I would definitely. Take I agree Denver. with you there. Um, all right, a couple other things. Mac Jones will not be fined or suspended for the uh, for the crotch hit on Sauce. Did you see this one? Yeah. Do, what what is Mac Jones thinking? How is that? They're so weird with what's finable and what isn't. Like I see other things where guys are getting like sixty thousand dollar fines. Yes, and and th- that's nothing. Like a blatant shot below the equator is not a I, fine. I I don't I don't. It's like so random. I, I, how about um, Deshaun Watson last two weeks ago makes contact with an official and it's there's no fine. There's nothing there. I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't get this one. Uh, you know, I mean it's obviously blatant. And yeah, he gets nothing. Okay, it's the suspension I can go, I can go with. Yeah, not, I'm saying fine. I'm not even saying suspension, yeah. but but yeah. not a slap on the wrist. I don't get it. Really? Yeah. So then now it's open season for guys for for rock shots of football players. <laughs> rock shots. 
Uh, yes, the family jewels better. You better be. You better be protected, friends, because there may not even be a fine if they go after the uh, the jewels. Yeah, you got to wear a helmet on the jewels. Oh my God, you, you better you better go into that bad boy, all cuffed up. If you know oh, what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, l- let's get to it, Gunner. So uh, Joe Namath didn't hold back. Okay, so he was on uh, ESPN Radio in New York with Michael K, uh, and he was asked you know about zach wilson's performance and he said quote i didn't take anything positive out of it it was awful uh he went on to say did you i don't know if you saw it the first sack that wilson took it was like an old school eli manning where he just fell down yeah i don't know if you saw that but he said quote you sit down you sit down on a play you go right down what happened i thought you were trying to win and make plays you quit on a play what is going on it's disgusting so he wasn't done um he goes on to talk about it, um, you know, in, in further detail where he ends up, you know, really going after uh, Sala, the coaching staff, uh, the the front office. You know, he, he was he was really ticked off at, at everybody. Joe Namath. And, and you're right. He's usually an ambassador for, for the for the Jets. Like he's going to, you know, show up and get honored and everybody's great. And let's kiss and shake hands and all that stuff. He took a flame torch out. He said, I've seen enough. I don't need to see any more of this guy. Get him out of here. So he hammered him pretty wow. good. Yeah. I don't think Joe will be invited to the next alumni cookout. Not not until Zach Wilson's gone, that's for sure. No, yeah. no. Um, but basically, Joe is saying what the fan base of New York is saying. Yes. You know, but you don't. He's the, saying what everybody's saying, except for yeah. Robert Sala. The organization doesn't want to hear that from one of the greatest players of all time associated with the organization. You know, can you imagine they're behind behind closed doors cringing right now? I mean, this team has done everything possible from the front up, from the the owner to the coaches to rally around Zach Wilson. And Zach has done nothing to make believers out of everybody in the organization. And if I'm the players, now Aaron Rodgers basically said today that we can't be pointing fingers. We have to stay the course. Okay, you're trying to rally around this young man, but at what point do you try to go out and find somebody to compete against this dude and sit him on the bench? At some point before this season is completely lost, you need to find somebody. I don't know what – there's not much out there, but you need to find somebody to come in because anybody they bring in off the street right now – Joe Flacco right now would be better. They brought in Trevor Simeon. Oh, geez. Uh, this oh is where God. we're at. This is where we're at with this. I, you wouldn't rather have Matt. I know like the Matt Ryan thing's weird. So apparently his agent reached out. The Jets told him I, I, we're not interested at, at that time. And then Ryan fired back. I wasn't interested in the Jets anyway. Like, I don't Whatever. But like, I'm sorry. I know everybody thinks Matt Ryan's cooked. I'm not telling you he's great, but I like him better than some of these choices. Uh, I like him better than any choices that's available right now. Yeah. Because he's um, still an accurate passer. He can still throw the deep ball. Um, I'm not asking him to do a ton either. Just like hand it off to to Brees, Hall, and Cook, and, and Cook. Yep. Get Garrett Wilson the ball every once in a while, and hope your defense does enough. That's all you're really asking for. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, all right, this Gunner. I don't know what to make of any of this thing, and we I haven't been able to figure it out from the jump. The Chandler Jones saga continues here. Dude, this, this is scary. So he jumped on social. He's the Raiders defensive end. He jumped on social media again Monday saying he was taken to a hospital against his will by the Las Vegas Fire Department. 
He was transferred to a behavioral health facility last week. Uh, the, the Raiders placed him on the non-football illness list Jeez. from what was described as a personal matter. You know, by all accounts, they're trying to help him. Uh, he said he jumped on social media and said, first day out, uh, but I'm still aligned, uh, indicating he's out of the facility now. He talked about patients' rights and how he was taken there against his will. Uh, and he's perfectly fine. I've done nothing wrong. The police said they were concerned about me because of my online posts. Mm-hmm. He said he's injected with an undisclosed substance that he didn't give consent for. Uh, and then he goes on to say, I'm confused uh, on what, what I did wrong. I'm stuck here. I'm very sane. I'm too strong a person to be mentally broke. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not trying to make light of this because I don't know what's happening here. Uh, yeah. I, I just know there's a lot going on here with him and, and the organization. And it's not a great situation in general. No, uh, I hope I hope that, that, that he gets the proper help, uh, whatever it may be, uh, before he hurts himself or somebody else. Yep. Uh, if it's true that the team somehow, some way got him uh, committed for observation, obviously there's a definitive reason why. Um, and, but the, the scary part is he's spouting off all this stuff that you don't talk about publicly when it comes to medical and, and so on and so forth. It's putting the team in a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah, You don't know what he's going to say next. And they've tried and taken the, they, they've just said it's a private matter. They have, they have not said anything publicly about him. They, they really have. So I commend them. I think they're trying to do the right thing for him, right. uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know where things are. I hope I hope he gets help. I hope somebody close to him can can talk some sense into him and and get him the help that he needs. That that's yeah. my friend. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah. I hate to see him spiral out of control and and all of a sudden it becomes a breaking news story um, for the wrong right. reasons. Yeah, we've seen too many horror stories, man. Yeah, I just man. I don't want to see another one of them. Yeah. Um, all right, a couple other things. I let me just circle back real quick to Zach Wilson because I forgot to give you these numbers, Derek. All right, so listen to this. When there's no pass rush on on Zach Wilson this year, when the line's holding up and doing their job, he's last in QB rating. He's last in completion percentage, and he's 29th in drop-back yardage. You can't play worse than that. That's not a line that's breaking down and you're getting killed. This is when he's clean in the pocket. This is what he's doing. He can't play. He can't play, man. I mean, he just – I don't know what else there is to say on it. I don't don't know. This one is just – it's, yeah. it's just mind-boggling, man. I mean, you know, how did they let it go this long? You know, why did they identify this last year? Yeah. You could have identified this last year. There's yeah. been no improvement. It feels like they're forcing it because of how high he was taken. Do they, st- do they still owe him money in his rookie contract? Yeah, he's only in his thir- third. Is it his third? Because I'd have cut him, I'd have cut him like fish bait. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, all right. So I'm let me see what. And, and and I'll tell you what. It's gonna cost Salah his job. Yeah, I would have kept Mike White, even even if I was pursuing Aaron Rodgers, I would have found a way to keep Mike White because he's a backup. Let's face it. He's a yeah. He's a solid backup. I would have kept him and then gone after Rodgers and let Zach Wilson walk. If they don't owe him any more guaranteed money, I'd have let him walk already. 
All right, so here it is. So he this is his third year. So he signed a four-year, $35 million deal, Jeez. 22 at the signing bonus he got. Wow, 30, 30, oh, man, a lot of it's guaranteed. Average annual salary of 8.7. This year, his base is only 940. Jeez. He's got a roster bonus, which I guess he already got at 2.9, but he carries a cap hit of n- almost nine and a half million and a dead cap hit of 20.7. So there's the answer to that. Um, yeah, man, he's got another year at, at a, with an $11 million cap hit next year. Well, that explains why they're keeping him there. Ish. But Hey, follow suit of the Eagles, cut your losses. Move I'm, forward. See, I'm serious. You, you take a short-term hit to make a, yes. a long-term, you know, correction. Absolutely. Hey, Hey, Zach, thank you. But uh, we're moving in a new direction. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, not pretty. Uh, all right, Doug Peterson, he's coming under some heat because of the you know, the offensive productivity. That team's got a lot of talent on offense, and they're not getting it done right now. And there was talk that he had stripped uh, Press Taylor of play-calling duties, which Ooh. Doug denied yesterday. He said he flat out didn't do it. Um, he, said, he said, do I have input? Yeah. I, you know, will I jump in there and suggest a play? Yeah, I've always done that. But he – he, he said, Press Taylor's still calling the plays here. They got to be better. I, I don't like what I'm seeing out of the Jaguars with that. You know, from the way that they finished the year last year to, to what they're doing this year, in that crappy division, like you should win that division going away if you're them. They, they So, Derek, they scored in the opener. They look good. They had 31. The next week it was nine. Last week it was 17. Jeez. Yeah. Dude, when you're talking about Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones – Evan Ingram, and a decent offensive line, and you look at the talent they have on defense, there's no excuse for this team flopping the way they flopped. Yeah, There's no excuse for that. Um, You know, you got minus on defense. Devin Lloyd, Trayvon Walker, Tyson Campbell, and on the back end of your defense, uh, you got Darius Williams um, and and, and, uh, Rayshon Jenkins. Dude, they got talent. They got plenty of talent. I don't get this. I really don't get this. Yeah, um, this is not a Doug Peterson type team. I, I don't. I don't get this. And you got Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. There's no excuse for this team being as inept offensively as they've been. None. I agree you with know. you. None. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not acceptable. And I think you know. Look, I, I as we talked about sometimes with with the way the preseason goes, and I think Doug played his guys a little bit, but you, you know, you come out slow and. You know, this is the danger of it a little bit here. You know, you you you, you can dig yourself a hole um, so far. And as bad I, as it I, looks I, right now, I still expect Jacksonville to win that division. As bad as it looks I do like. too, I do too. I mean, the, the what you've gotten so far is a surprise out of Indianapolis. They've won two games. They're yep. two and one. And kudos to them. Everybody else is one and two. So Houston, Jacksonville, and Tennessee are all one and two. I, I think if you look at any of those teams, I would take Jacksonville in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. to win that division over any of that group. Tennessee looks like they're in trouble. They got to do something offensively yeah. too. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's not working with Tannehill. There's, there's another one. Vrabel could be in trouble. Yeah. So you're looking at Rivera, Vrabel. Um, who else? Who, who's another one? Um, Josh, oh, see, oh, oh, Brandon Staley. Staley, Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniels, 100%. Um, um, I don't, I don't think. Sean Payton, I don't think Sean Payton, uh-huh. even if they win four games, 
No. They're not going to they're not going to bounce Sean Payton after one year. Not at all. Ron Rivera, I put on a hot seat. Yep. yep. I would put Eberflus in Chicago. That, that's just such a mess. You might have definitely. to just definitely blow it all out of there. Um. Uh, Dennis Allen, if they don't make the playoffs, could be gone. That's another one. So that's what five jobs that could be up. Uh, who else? I'd say that's probably it. Yeah, I mean, most of the other guys are young, you know, new, like Gannons and those guys. Yeah, I think that's probably it mm. of the teams. All right, so uh, we all know that uh, Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game and maybe dating Travis Kelsey, who knows, whatever. What we do know <laughs> is Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey jerseys, Derek, since Sunday, and it's Tuesday, are up 400%. My goodness. 400%. They don't have enough in stock to, to, to keep cranking them out. I wonder what percentage players get on jersey sales. I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, if I'm tra- if I'm one of these guys who's single, yeah. I know I know Taylor Swift's in a different universe, but like find some you know Kardashian type and get make yourself some money. You know what I mean? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, uh and, and on top of that, when it all comes to a crashing in. I wonder if Travis will get a percentage of her sale when she does a song on their breakup. <laughs> I hope he's already put that in place. Like when you dump me and write the bet, ba- you know, the song to rip me, give me a little something on the back. One percent. One percent. That's all I ask. Yeah, exactly. All right. We talked about this story. Um sad one. Remember Mike Williams, the the receiver who passed away? Yeah. Uh they're, they're, Tampa police in Tampa are investigating because they've been getting information that he might've received unprescribed drugs from someone uh, while hospitalized after a construction site accident. Uh, Tampa department said in an email Tuesday that the probe involves unprescribed narcotics by an outside party. Mm. Uh, Williams died September 12th at St. Joseph's hospital in Tampa at 36, two weeks after he was injured in a construction accident, left him partially paralyzed. You know, I don't, this just, what a mess. I, I, I don't know. It, it, tough situation. We, we see it happen too frequently, Rob, in the sports and entertainment world. Uh, these people take excessive amounts of prescription medications or unprescribed medications uh, to combat whatever it may be, whether it's a mental or emotional issue, uh, yeah. whether it's a physical issue, you know, excessive pain. It's not monitored properly. And obviously, you know, like anything else, like taking drugs and drinking alcohol, Sometimes you need a little bit more to get that same numb feeling or that same right. buzz, you know, and, and all of a sudden your system, your heart can't take anymore and boom. But yeah. it's a shame it came to that point. It really is. No question. Uh, all right. So the, the um, Patriots have both now Ezekiel Elliott and Will Greer on their roster, both former Cowboys. Uh, so, you know, Hoodie's doing everything he can to help prep. You know, kind of like, did they grab Rager right before week one with the Eagles? Yep. Um, so the Cowboys said, Brian Schottenheimer, who's the offensive coordinator now, said that, you know, we're going to change all our hand signals. You know, we're going to assume that the Patriots know everything that we're doing. And, uh, and you know, we know that Will knows where all the bones are buried. And yep. so does Zeke. So they will, they will make some adjustments uh, as needed, which makes sense, uh, mm-hmm. as they should. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I the that's I would wouldn't surprise me one bit is if Will Greer's released right after the game. That would that would be such a uh, cold NFL thing. I was do. I was just thinking the same thing because we see that happen. Yeah, you bring a player in for that one game, and all of a sudden, hey, thanks, man, we appreciate it. Goodbye. 
And I'm like, wait a minute. I I just got an apartment. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Like they care. Uh, Dan Campbell, Lions coach, uh, feeling pretty good about both David Montgomery and Taylor Decker, the offensive lineman playing in Thursday's game. Decker's missed the last two with an ankle. Yeah. I hope they both missed the game. (laughs) Yeah, I know you do. Of course you do. (laughs) Yeah. But it looks like they'll both play. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> sorry to break it to you, man. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But so uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, yeah. was on with McAfee and uh, Pat McAfee. He was asked about the critical comments from Joe Namath. We were talking about it a little bit earlier uh, with Zach Wilson. He says, uh, quote, too much negativity over the last couple of weeks. He said Wilson has to find a way to block out some of that while acknowledging that it's easier said than done. Um, he said, we need to grow up a little bit on offense, Yeah, lock in, do our jobs, everybody, and not point fingers at each other. It sucks not being there. It's really hard. I miss the guys. I miss the leadership opportunity. I miss balling, competing. I feel like if I was there, some of the things wouldn't be happening. Pretty, pretty good assessment. Cause there, if you're saying, if you're wa- been watching, you know, like Garrett Wilson and those guys are reacting on the sidelines and it has, it's, it ain't helping. I can tell you that. Dude, what would, what would you do? I mean, put yourself in the Jets' shoes. Ever since that announcement, um, ever since that announcement came down that it was official that the Jets have traded for Aaron Rodgers, the organization, the entire Jets fan base was sky high, like it hasn't been in decades, mm-hmm. about the prospects. And you look at how this team was built. This team was built to battle for the top, not the bottom this year for the first time in a long time and 75 seconds into a new season, it all comes crashing down. Yes. There's a lot of frustration. Oh, I listen. Yeah. And you, you feel like whiplashed. You're like, wait, what he's done already. Uh, yeah. There, there's, I think they are still reeling from it. And I think what's going to happen is be, because the offense has been so horrible. You, you put so much stress on that defense. That's really good that they're going to start to break you know, you know how it is. You're bending that that piece of wood, and eventually it's going to snap. It's only yeah. a matter of time. You know, um, and like you said, you see the frustrations on the sideline. It's not going to be too long when somebody's going to get, whether it's an offensive lineman or a defensive player, or Garrett Wilson's going to get in, uh, get in uh, Zach Wilson's face and chew him out. Yep. It's not going to be. It's, it's coming. Not, it's coming because mm-hmm. there's too much talent. The only thing holding this team back is the quarterback. The same thing that's been plaguing him for years. That's the only thing. And, you you know, you heard Zach Wilson talk about, you know, uh, I'm so happy Aaron Rodgers is here. I can learn under him. Dude, you didn't learn anything, to be honest. If anything, you're worse this year than you were last year. Right. You know, and, yeah, and I, like, I mean, I think that, like, it, it, I, I believe me, I, I I don't have any doubt that he was listening to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers was trying to, to show him how to go about his business. But at the end of the day, you got to have talent, too. And I, I just don't think it's there with Zach Wilson. I don't think the aptitude, like talent's the wrong word because he is athletic. He can run and he has a big arm, but you have to be able to have the aptitude to play the quarterback position. And I just don't think it's there with him. There are a whole lot of people associated with the NFL game who miscalculated and miscritiqued this dude coming out of college because all you heard, he was like the second best quarterback in the league, arguably the best quarterback um, coming out of college. He has been nothing close to how he was perceived to be coming out of college. Yep. And now he's in a situation where 
everybody's talking about the same old Jets again now. You know exactly. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. When we come back, uh, we will swing it back to the Eagles, Derek. We'll give you birthdays. Good birthday day today. Uh, we'll give you movies uh, in addition to that. So we got a lot more in store for you. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. We will be right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soga now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Welcome back in. That's Derek. I am Rob. We're hanging out with you on this Tuesday. Uh, you know, it, it, 
makes Tuesdays a lot more fun. Let's face it. You know, Tuesday's a struggle bus kind of day. So it's it's a no, good really? day. I love Tuesdays. Uh, you're a Tuesday guy. I know you are. Um, all right. So Colorado, uh, Dion squad got smoked pretty good on Saturday against Oregon. They play USC this week. We'll see what happens. But uh, Dion keeps making moves, man. So he has trademarked Derek. Yes. Five new uh, – he, he has filed for five new trademarks, okay? They are as follows. Uh, ain't nobody care. Yep. F around and find out. <laughs> we keep receipts. Pitbulls – pitbull in pumps. Where the heck? Or, or twerking. I don't know what pitbull in pumps means. Um Working or twerking. I'm assuming that means either you're putting the work in or you're screwing around. Uh, I think the others are pretty self-explanatory uh, for sure. So Dion certainly has monetized his time uh, in, in the mountains. That's for sure. That man's a, a money-making genius. Yep. But but I want to know, how, how is he going to use the one with the F? How is he going to use that one? I don't see Gunner. They'll make T-shirts of anything now, or something like that. If that's what you're going for, merchandise. They'll merch. They'll put anything out. Well, you're true because I've seen some. I've seen some very uh, offensive T-shirts that became popular in my lifetime. Um, Mm -hmm. I I I can see that being maybe like a YouTube spot. If you if you made a commercial out of that, I don't think I don't think that will ever be an over the airwaves TV spot. Um, but I can see it being big on, on, on social media, YouTube type, but I like to see, you no. Know, now I think the story also says what he plans to do with money made from those, um, from those projects. Um, yeah. I forgot what, I forgot what it was here. Um, five, uh, okay. For clothing, home goods and furniture products. Now, less what, fortunate. uh, I know it was less fortunate, but. Which one of those clothing, home goods, or furniture products are you going to use the one with the F, uh, F around and find out? Oh, oh you're saying that's what they're going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant that's where the money was going. Uh, no, no. Oh, boy. I think T-shirt is F around and find out. That's got T-shirt written all over it. Um, and I want to see how he explains that. You know he's going to be asked about it eventually. I want to see how he explains. What does that mean, Deanna? F around and find out. What does that mean, Dion? He's going to say, you know what it means. That's what he's going to say. But, yeah, we'll see. Well, well Dion, considering that you told everybody you don't swear, you, you're not you're not one who swear, you don't drink, you don't swear, um, how, how are you going to monetize that? That's a good question. It's <laughs> a good question. There's, there, there may be appear to be a, a little hypocrisy there, but, well, you know, we'll see. Okay, you know, uh, hey, it's Dion. He can do what he wants to do. Uh, New York Daily News reporting. Speaking, yeah. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but speaking of Dion, I saw his press conference, I believe it was from yesterday, where um, he talked about, you know, taking his medicine in that Oregon game. Yeah. But, but you know, Dion being Dion, he said, uh, but I tell you this, get, you better get me now while you yeah. can. Get me now yep. while you can. Because you're not going to get me down the road. I mean, right. we understand we have deficiencies now, but we're addressing those issues. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I buy it. Dude, Wish every coach was like Dion, man. He's a quote a minute. He's made it interesting. Uh, not that I, I look, I love college football anyway, but he's made it even more interesting. Let me put it to you that way. Uh, New York Daily News reporting that 
Saquon Barkley working out with the attention, uh, intention of playing against the Seahawks this week. So they need him. Uh, they need him bad. That's for sure. Hey, speak, speaking of intentions, uh, Packers wide receiver, Christian Watson, just told the media he plans on making his 2023 debut Thursday night. Huge That's a huge addition in that one. That I can't wait for that game. That's going to be awesome, that game. If he plays, if Aaron Jones plays, I can't wait for that game. If they're all out again, I'm going to sit there like this. <laughs> I get it. Um, all right. So, uh, Chad Ochocinco Johnson is, is thinking like me. Uh, his quote on the tush push, if they're doing something you don't like, don't let them get in the red zone. That's Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Or right. just don't let them pick it up on fourth down or third. That's right. Stop them. You don't like it? Don't put yourself in that situation. Right. It's the same thing with celebrations. Like, do I think celebrations are over the top sometimes? Yes. Yes. If there's time and place for them, yes. But ultimately, if you don't let the guy hit a home run, he's not bat flipping on you. Nope. He's not staring. He's not staring and pointing to the sky and pointing to his teammates in the dugout and all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So that's the uh that's where Ocho is on this thing. He's everywhere. He, I think they honored him last night in Cincinnati. I'm pretty sure. Oh, did I, they? I had it on um, in the studio, but I wasn't. Yeah, you know, obviously, I, I was doing the post game show. I wasn't locked in on what was uh, necessarily being said there, so I don't okay. know exactly, you know, what the deal was with him. Um, did you see this? There, there's a new product that lets fans watch uh, and bet NFL on the same screen. Have, have you seen this? I have not seen this one. All right. It's Genius Sports. The NFL's official data distributor on Tuesday unveiled the latest iteration in the United States rapidly evolving sports betting market, a platform for the first time that will allow football fans to watch and bet on NFL games on the same screen mm. on select sports book apps. Oof. I mean, is this what we need now? It's, yeah, it, it's not enough just to go to your phone. Uh, or your laptop or your tablet, right there, man, right on the screen. So we've gone from going to your place of destination to your phone to now this. Yeah. Dude, i tell you what, and this is going to generate even more money in gambling. It sure is. It you sure know, is. Comfort of your own. Are you kidding me? They're going to make all uh, nationally broadcast NFL games like Monday Night Football and select regional games on Sundays available on this thing. Uh, you know, a bunch of other, I'm not going to name the names of the casinos and whatnot that have it, but yeah, they've been testing it out, uh, has been fanatics has been testing, uh, the product since week one of the NFL season. So they feel good about this thing being ready to roll. And I'll yeah. bet you, I'll bet you without a doubt, the league is getting a percentage of this. Of course. Yeah. Oh, oh please. The league that wanted nothing to do with betting for years. Yes. They, 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 they literally, um, shunned. It's unbelievable. Like we all knew you were putting out injury reports to help people gamble. You yes. denied it for years. Yes. Crazy. Crazy. Um, all right. You want to do some birthdays? Let's do some birthdays. Hey, hold on. You know what? Yeah. One other thing you wanted to get to? No, I thought I had. Hold on. Just a minute. I got to get my notepad so I can follow along. All hold right, on. Take your time. Ah. We got you. We got you, D-Gun. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. So, uh Eagles have Washington this week, just, just to stay on this thing for a minute with the point spreads. Uh, it's it's moved a little bit. It was seven, seven and a half. And last I looked before we uh, went on today, 
about two, whatever it is, two hours and 45 minutes ago. The line was eight, so it's sitting at eight. So the Eagles are minus eight against Washington. 44 and a half is the point spread. A lot of one o'clocks on Sunday. You have, actually, you have a, a London game this week. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so you have a Thursday game, which is a good matchup, the Lions and the Packers. And then uh, the 9.30 a.m. kickoff is the Falcons and the Jets. So uh, see if Doug Peak can get things going there. A lot of one o'clock. Dolphins, Bills, Broncos, Bears, Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Titans, Rams, Colts, Bucks, Saints, Commanders, Eagles, Vikings, Panthers, Steelers, Texans. Man, it sucks. It sucks. Wow. So what are the four? What are the four twenty-five games? I'm not looking at it. Uh, They're not great. Steelers, Texans, Raiders, Chargers, Patriots, Cowboys, Cardinals, 49ers. I think the Steelers, Texans, Cowboys, Patriots could be an interesting game. Yeah. I think those could be interesting games. Here's the other one. The Chiefs and the Jets on Sunday night. Oh, geez. You know. Here, here, here's what's even sicker. I'm going to watch. I know. I got to watch. I'll I watch it, too. Watch. But could, can't, they should have the option to be able. As soon as Rodgers went down and we knew what it was, they should have flexed that thing out. You know, I mean, no, flex that out for, uh, for the Dolphins' bills. Instead of it being a one o'clock, and, and you see, you know, you talk about the games over in London. Did you see the NFL Network now is putting them on this NFL Plus? So what is that? Another service you have to buy to try to get the games? Oh God! I mean, we're going to be paying case, so be Derek, We're not going to be able to watch any games for free. Very. I soon. won't be. I won't be watching it. You know. Yeah. I'm telling you that right now because what I'm paying for cable now is highway robbery, Rob. Oh, here we go. Get, get a violin, poor hey, guy. Yeah. Hey, look. I look, man, I enjoyed my free cable for a long time. I'm ticked <laughs> off, man. I got you. I got to re-budget for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Yep, yep. Welcome I'm, paying to our world. You, I'm paying what you pay now. I know, and it's not fun, Derek. It is not fun. All right, let's go birthdays. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right, the GOAT, Serena Williams, 42 years young today. Mm. Still, has, still hasn't played her last match, I don't think. She's announced she's done, right? But she's still yep. going to do something. I don't yep. know. Uh, Olivia Newton-John, uh, who we lost uh, a couple of years ago, maybe. Uh, she was born in 1948. Uh, Jim Caviezel, uh, the the actor, is 55 years old. Linda Hamilton from the Terminator. The Terminator. Is 67 years old today. Uh, Christina Milian, uh, the singer, is 42. The great author and writer T.S. Eliot born in 1888 speaking of writers george Ger- or uh, uh, not a writer but a great um, composer composer george gershwin 1898 for george uh donna douglas who played uh ellie may yeah in the uh the old beverly hillbillies born on this day in 1932 i was a big fan of donna back in the day yes very very strong donna yes uh melissa sue anderson uh who was in little house on the prairie and a bunch of other stuff is 61 today. Uh, Winnie Mandela, who was uh, at one time the wife of Nelson Mandela. Yes. Uh, 1936, she was born. Jack LaLanne. Oh, Jack yeah. LaLanne was born on this day in 1914. He was like the fitness guru of his day. He was that guy, even though he's doing some weird stuff. Yeah. But he was the fitness guru back then. Uh, beyond that, Julie London, the actress born in 1926. Jeannie Buss. The, uh, the main owner of the Lakers is 62. Very, uh, very strong 
you know, is still still going strong. Uh, Shannon Hoon, who was the lead singer for Blind Melon, uh, passed away at a very young age. He was born on this day, 1967. Kent McCord from Emergence or uh, from Adam Twelve, yep. uh, is 81. He was the younger partner. That's right. Not, not young anymore, but he's 81. Uh, Craig Ironhead Hayward, uh, born on this day. We lost him again, way too young. I covered him in Pitt when he was in Pitt. I covered him. Is that right? Yeah, man. He was he was a tough runner, man. Tough guy to bring down. Sean Stockman, who is a a member of Boys to Men, uh, is 51 years old today. All right, who else do you have birthdays? Uh, Jillian Barbary, remember yes. that name? Oh, yeah. uh, she is 57 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davey Martinez, former manager. Uh, I think he's former player. He's manager. still with the Nats. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he is 59 today. Shake Milton is 27. Okay. Uh, Byron Jones, cornerback, he's a free agent right now, is 31. Uh, Jonathan Goldsmith. You know who Jonathan Goldsmith is? Jonathan From two, Goldsmith. Think about this. From 2007 to 2015, he was an actor. Okay. His claim to fame was being in a commercial. Dos Equis. Oh, the most, he was the most interesting man in the world? Most interesting man in the world. Oh my God, that's he's awesome! He's eighty-five now. Jeez. Yeah, uh, the original Johnny Appleseed, uh, who supplied apple trees at nurseries throughout the United States, was born on this day in seventeen seventy-four. Oh my gosh! T.J. Hushmanzadas, forty-six, uh, former NBA guard Lucius Allen used to call him the Jackrabbit. Won an yeah. NBA title with the Milwaukee Bucks in nineteen seventy-one. Is seventy-six today. Uh, let's see who have I got. Marty Robbins, great country western singer, was born on this day in 1925, and actor George Raft was born on this day in 1901. All right, all right, good list, good list. Uh, I think one of our mutual favorites, uh, from a movie standpoint, 2014, the original Equalizer. Oh heck yeah! uh, With Denzel, have you seen the? I haven't seen the third one yet. I haven't either, and I swore I was going to the theaters, um, to see it. I have not. Yeah, I, 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 that's got to be. I would guess soon you'll be able to get it on demand. I would think pretty soon. I want to pay twenty bucks. I got free cards. Oh, I got free, that's right. Look, look, man, look. I got sixty-five dollars worth of. Don't be showing stuff. off. What are you showing off for? Look, I got Fandango cards. The Yang is sitting here, man. Look, I got Fandango cards. Oh, I got free gift cards everywhere, man. Wow. I, ain't, I haven't used them. Well, then you need I to go, them. man. Go. What are you doing? Time, bro. All right, All time, man. All right. Uh, oh, Fitness Rebel saw it. How, how did she like it? Said it was really good, and Denzel okay. did most of his own stunts. Okay. That's all right. good. Denzel's like 62, 65, something like that. I love the first two, man. The first two were so good. Um, all right, the rundown, which is pretty solid. Pretty solid, the rundown. 2003. Yeah. Let me um, tell you, did you see the rundown? Yeah. That is one of my favorite movies with The Rock and with Sean Scott. Sean Williams. William Scott. Sean, what the hell? Yeah, Sean William Scott. That yeah. movie's hilarious, man. Yeah. I love that movie. I'm a fan. I, I like that movie. Yeah. Uh, it's on a lot, too, so you can catch it. Uh, Oliver, the movie, 1968. Yeah. Eagle Eye, 2008. Uh, Jeepers Creepers, 2001. That movie was dumb. I yeah. saw the first one. I said, that's it. They made like three or four of those movies. Yeah, I, like, come on. Yeah. I watched the first one. I said, that's it. I'm done. There okay. was no need. There was no need to make any more than one. No, no. What else do you have? Any other? Uh, 2019, Born a King and 2008, Fireproof. Okay. 
Okay. That's it. Yep. Uh, so this Washington team that the Eagles have coming up, uh, Derek, so they started surprisingly started the year off two and zero, but you know, it, it, it's, if you look at what happened in the bills game against better competition, they end up giving, giving up what nine sacks and they turned yep. the ball over five times in the game. Yep. And it was the first time this year where we saw Sam Howe really look like a first year starter in that yep. game. And that offensive line, in addition to not being really good is banged up in a big way. This could be a game where the Eagles defensive line has a lot of success. Yes. Look, uh, Mr. Howell's about to face another D line is coming after him. Yeah. You know, and on top of that, they only have to come after him with the four man front, which means trying to find his passing lanes are going to be that much more difficult for him as well. So it's going to be another learning curve for Mr. Howell on Sunday. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't see him in any way, shape or form coming in here and shocking the world against this Eagles team. I, and I think you, you combine the fact that they have those issues with, you know, it's still, I, I think the Eagles are still thinking about that game last year. And right. You know, from, that yeah, was their first loss. So that's good. You got a little motivation. Yeah. Um, and I expect the Eagles to put this team to bed in a hurry. I think it, I, I expect them to take, you know, the, the adrenaline rush will be it's a division game against the team that gave us our first loss last year. And I don't think it'll be too long before the wind will be taken out of Washington's sail in this game on Sunday. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's, it's something where, you know, I think there's always the old adage, you don't want teams to hang around, but I, I, but I really think that they could just, you know, fold it up, man. If you, if you punch them in the mouth early in that game, the problem with that game last year was there was some fluky stuff. Yep. Um, you know, they, they, they four turnovers. Yeah. They turned it over a lot. There was the blatant face mask that wasn't called on, um, Dallas Goddard when he Goddard, had a face yep, mask. Yep. Remember the weird play at the end of the game where Hal took or uh, Heineke took a knee. Yeah, and then Brandon Graham got him, and, yeah, and then they pulled him. Yep. Yeah, the Eagles may have gotten the ball back there. So there was a lot of things that happened in that game that I don't think sat real well with the Eagles. No, that that would be my guess. No, no, and, and, and uh, there's just too much talent on this Eagles team, and I expect Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter to abuse that the interior of that offensive line all game. Yeah. Uh, so a couple things on a, a few injuries. Um, it doesn't appear that it's anything real serious with Landon Dickerson. They're calling it a knee contusion, but they think okay. he's okay. Um, they also don't think the, the hamstring with Sidney Brown is anything to worry about. I, I haven't heard any thigh. or thigh, thigh, thigh sorry. I, I haven't heard anything uh, further on Justin Evans with the neck. Obviously the you got to be careful yeah. with that or, or, uh, or any of the other injuries. Now they were without, Boston Scott with a concussion, Quez Watkins, uh, you know, dealing with that uh, that hammy. So you're, you know, you were down a couple of guys in that game, and they're still without Nicobe Dean. So, exactly. Uh, let's see. I think Nicobe might have one more game after this one. He has a, he got hurt in the first game. So right. I think he has one more to sit out after this one. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I look. It, it was impossible to get any kind of feel for what it was. He was yeah. he was in and out of there so quickly. So I I can't wait to see him get back in there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we can find out exactly what he is, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. You know, there's no question about that. Watching this thing go forward and it, it, you know, how much they're going to progress. I just think we, you know, we clearly had rightfully so a, a high bar set for this team. And in some ways they've lived up to it. Some ways they surpassed it in other ways. They're not there yet. You know, I mean, I think the passing game's not there. The running game's better than we thought the interior defensive lines better than we thought. And there's still some questions on the back end with guys who don't have the experience and who are learning. 
And, you know, we're going to see how many, what kind of strides that they make going forward. All right. That'll do it, D-Gun. Uh, I want to thank if everybody. Betting, if I was a betting man, I'd bet everything I own on the Eagles smashing Washington. My bigger concern is coming out unscathed because these little injuries are starting to add up now. Fair. That's fair. Uh, so we'll, we'll dig further into that game as the week goes on. Yep. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Everybody, uh, Tone, great job. Tone to Shields. Thank you, Tone. Uh, everybody so. streaming, everybody listening. Appreciate you guys. Don't go anywhere. You have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming your way. Derek and I back same time manana. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. And Derek and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks. Appreciate it. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.